welcome to the Speaking of Tangents podcast, a podcast for your ears. Today's show is brought to you by us. Because without us, there would be no show. That's us. Look for it wherever we are found. On behalf of our sponsor, Us, I'd like to thank you for listening to today's show. My name's Jason. And I'm KJ, and in this episode, Jason shares some stories from the road, including a one-armed woman, chicken salad, and ladies who really like that. We also talk Easter eggs, The Sopranos, and much more in our Week in Review. Trying to sound like soccer announcer, dude. We'll also do some pronunciations, a quiz, and some first world problems in there somewhere. And we'll wrap it all up with feedback and, of course, more ridiculous Amazon reviews. All that, plus about 420 conversational tangents. Daddy's got to go to work. In a week, things happen. Yes, they do. And now we'll review. Yes, we will. Those things that happened. The things that happened. It's the speaking of tangents. Week in review. Well, here we are again, Jason. What is up this week? Hey, good is up this week. Awesome. I've had my pre-pod meal, and I got my coffee okay. right here with the cinnamon twist. I, I currently have no complaints. Awesome. <laughs> well, as you know, usual as usual for me, I'll have my, not pre-pod, but um, not post-pod, not pre, so what is it? I guess during pod? Meal? Der pod. You'll probably hear me, yeah, you'll probably hear me eating something during this podcast okay. at some point. Well, I will too, but my pre-pod meal today, it's not always mm-hmm. the same, but today was um, a Reese's peanut butter egg. Wow, that's pretty good. So we should expect high energy and then the crash? <laughs> Maybe, yeah, I, you know, because <laughs> I'm not doing sugar much these days, so... Probably. So it's like, yeah, it's like once you once you're off sugar for a while, or you cut back. Like for me, I was way too eating way too much, and then I cut it way down. Now I eat like one of those little peeps. Oh yeah. And I'm like jumping around for about thirty seconds, and then I'm like, I need to take a nap. (laughs) So yeah. Uh, Well, if you're going to force yourself to go through that, a peep peep is a good choice. I agree. Mm-hmm. Not peep plus anything else, though. We've seen people tweeting at us all these crazy, like, peep combinations, yeah. peepinations of stuff <laughs> that is like pizzas. And I think we've talked about it before. You brought up the Oreos. Mm-hmm. I think Anita sent us some stuff about Rice Krispie treats and yes. just all this other stuff combined. And, like, they tried to put, like, a watermelon flavor peep out there. Terrible. All of that is terrible. Peep plus anything else is bad. Like, I think Jolene said something about a s'mores kit Mm -hmm, where you chop them up and put them in there. I love all of those. I love, no, I take that back. I love seeing all the ridiculousness of those, so keep sending those. But I will never try any of that stuff. No. It cannot possibly be any good. Well, Peep Oreos I tried, and it wasn't. You ate eight. I ate eight. And you called it Peep-a-Nation or Peep-Nation? Peepinations. Okay. Like combinations I, of peeps, yeah. peep combinations. Oh, I thought Pe- maybe abominations is what you were going with. Peepinations. Oh, that's a good one too. I thought you were trying to say that I was saying it was peep nation. I know you because know, like window nation. there's no way you'd ever say peep nation. That's just right no. up there with you saying swag master or join the conversation. 
I'm I'm sorry you you cut out there for a minute. Yeah. Did you say two things that I didn't want to hear? Hashtag people. I, I have this thing. I have this thing installed like now on on our connection that if you know if certain words are uttered, it just kind of mutes yeah. the channel for a second. Yeah, you got you've got your own mute like Ray Alley. Yes. There you go. <laughs> so Jenny Robbins <laughs> tweeted us at Robbins underscore okay. Jenny. And cool. she was, I think, mildly upset with you from last week. She wrote, a one, a woman with a one-arm story? Way to leave us hanging. Mm-hmm. And then she, uh-huh, she, very funny. she tweeted this picture. I passed this guy recently. I work in orthopedics, and I found this odd. And do you want to explain what that picture looked like? Yes, it looked like um, a prosthetic foot. Okay. Like just thrown in the back, like someone had taken it off when they were in the car, and it was like thrown in the back, like you could see it through the back window of the truck in the cab. Oh, okay, um, that's what that, that was. Isn't that what it looked like to you? It looked yeah, like I, an I, arm I, I to know. me, but it. I think I'm thinking foot. Foot or arm? Okay. So Jenny wants to know the is there's a woman with a one arm story from last week. Yes, there is. <laughs> Are you going oh, to tell like it? To hear it? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. Well, I'll start from the beginning. Excellent. Not of time Always a or good this place. podcast or anything. Oh, okay. Yeah, you usually want to start at the beginning. Yeah, that's yeah. a good place to start. But this is uh, at the beginning of this. I played, it was from this women's conference a couple weeks ago. Um, it was a Friday and Saturday night uh, deal where they invited me and a um, couple of other ladies that I play and sing with in a band to come down there and play and sing at this women's conference. Mm-hmm, yep. As part of their band thing for this weekend. And so... We went down there and we played Friday night and then we stayed in a hotel there um, Friday night and got up and played like all day Saturday. So the one-armed woman story is just one of many ridiculous anecdotes from that weekend, but I'll try to kind of keep it short. First off, the two ladies that I was there with, they almost got kicked out of the hotel twice by the hotel manager for making too much noise, (laughs) just talking and like one of them was in the room playing a guitar and like people that like... The hotel manager came and banged on the door, and they almost got thrown out, which I thought really? was kind of funny. They weren't trashing um, yes. the room like rock stars. <laughs> no, no yeah, that's what it was like. It was like we were on tour with like the Rolling Stones <laughs> in the 1960s. Um, I was like, what is going on? Who have I gotten myself involved <laughs> yeah. with? Well, and you so, know, those women's all, conferences, they can get pretty wild. Woo, they're crazy, yeah. Um, it, was, it was interesting. It was pretty wild. But um, later on... On Saturday, we're at this conference, and like we're in between times that we're up on stage playing, so we're out in the lobby of this building, um, this arena thing, and this woman came, comes running out of the out of the doors, and I'm like, "What is going on? You know, did we miss something?" Yeah. And she's like covering her mouth, and I realize, oh, she's sick, and she's running to the bathroom. Um, and one of the ladies who was with me said, "Should I go check in on her to see if she's okay after she'd been in there for a couple of minutes?" And the other one said, you can if you want to, but I'm staying away from that, which I thought was funny. She didn't want to get sick. But then she goes, no, yeah. And she goes, yeah. She goes, I, my, my kids will tell you that if they're throwing up, they're on their own. I don't get around puke, which I thought was, you know. <laughs> That's always nice. a pretty good model right there. I don't get around yes, puke. Yes. I, I don't get around puke. It's good. It's a good way not to get sick. It, I mean, because my, my son threw up in my mouth at one point when oh, he was like 10 months old. Oh. In my mouth, projectile vomit. It went down my throat. Uh, oh, no, no, no. See, now where's that sick, mute button? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, you did get well, sick? Speaking of eating before the podcast, hopefully nobody is eating while they listen to this. <laughs> oh, I got sick. I got real sick. I don't know how you couldn't yes. if it's going down yes. your throat. 
Oh. Yeah, in my eyes, up my nose. It was just, I was holding him right in front of me, and all of a sudden, he's smiling, and then all of a sudden, and it wasn't the <laughs> like, baby spit up. Uh-huh. It was the like pink and green projectile, like, you know, being sick vomit right in my face. He's like, anyway. hey, Dad, you ready for me? Smile. I got something for you right here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure every parent can relate to something like that. Yeah, at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he, was, he was a puker, though. But <laughs> speaking of puking, um, this, this lady goes, yeah, one time me and my friend, um, uh, we were at Waffle House, and uh, she started throwing up in the parking lot. And um, I said, what did you do? And she goes, oh, I went inside and finished eating. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't bother her. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I said, so you sat inside Waffle House eating. Look, she goes, yeah, I was watching her through the window. She was okay while she was throwing up in the parking lot. <laughs> I was like, that's a good friend. I was like, what was that when you realized we're in like in college? And they're all like in their late 30s now. She goes, no, that was last September. <laughs> that woman like, oh, does okay. not do puke. She does not no exceptions. Deal, deal with puking. Nope. And I, I can appreciate when you stick with your guns on something. Yes. But anyway, we're up on stage singing. And we finish the a session and we come down and a lady comes up to me and she goes, you know, I really like your voice. You're, you remind me of the guys from like Pearl Jam and, you know, grunge era, Soundgarden and all that stuff. She goes, mm-hmm. that's, that's just all I could think of. But you're, you're, you're like that. And I was like, oh yeah, I, I hear that a lot. And I said, you know, it's some people like it. She goes, some of us ladies really like it. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And Deanna's standing right next to me. <laughs> It was, it was, it was a little like, I was like, oh, thank you very much. And then we moved on. But then, you know, I, I thought, you know, I feel pretty good. You know, they, 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 you know, they liked it and, you know, and everything. And then within a few minutes, this guy came up and he goes, I just want to tell you, you know, my daughter said that uh, you sound, she, you remind her of the guy from Nickelback when you sing. And I was oh, like, oh, no. no. Oh. Talk about being set up to be knocked down. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> But anyway, that's that's the way it goes. It's, don't ever compare. I think we've said this before. Don't ever compare anybody. Don't ever do the, you know, you look like or you yeah. sound like. Yeah. Because it will always be taken probably the wrong way by the person you're saying it to. Except the ladies that said the Pearl Jam, except for when she said yeah. some of us ladies really like that. Yeah. I mean, and she was, I think, I don't think she was meaning it that way, but it just came across where I was like, oh. <laughs> what? What did you say? Maybe. But yeah, the Nickelback thing, no. And this girl may have li- really liked Nickelback, Nickelback yeah. but... It didn't work for you. Saying that to me, well, what do you think? I think it didn't work no. for you. No, it did not work for me. I think I tweeted about this and Rob was said he was crying from laughing, which I appreciate. Uh, yeah. Laughing with you. <laughs> laughing at me, Yeah. Uh-huh. What were we talking about? Oh, the one-armed woman yes. story. I thought you were going to tell me that one of the ladies that said that to you about really liking it was one-armed, but this was a different story. <laughs> yes, this okay. is a different story. All right. All right. So at the end of this conference, you know, we're packing our stuff up, you know, and musicians and the people doing the tech stuff are always some of the last people there because they're, you know, packing stuff up and mm-hmm. loading equipment out and all that stuff. And so I go out and use the restroom out in the hallway and I'm in there at the urinal and there's nobody else in there because, you know, when I went in there, the lights were off. It's a women's conference. There's like, I'm like one of like five guys there, you know, and the other guys are like working out in the parking lot and they're already Wait gone. A minute. Five and guys so or five guys? <laughs> five guys. Oh, okay. So I, I go in the bathroom in the light. It's like a 
you know, average size, you know, public restroom, but the, the light is off. So I've, I'm assuming nobody else is in there. So I turn the light on and I'm at the urinal and I'm, I, as I, it's one of those where you have to back away from it for it to, to flush. You know what I'm talking about? You've seen those? Yeah, the automatic it's got like flushers? like the little sensor. Yeah. 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 And so I want to, I'm like, and I've been there, I've used it before earlier in the weekend. And so I knew that. So I, as I back up and I know nobody else is in there. So I turn as I'm, you know, buttoning my pants up and all that kind of business, mm-hmm. getting myself back together. Yeah. And I turn and there's a one-armed woman there standing there looking at me. <laughs> oh no. Oh. And I went, oh, and I'm like covering myself up and like zipping my pants up. And she's like, oh, I'm very sorry. Sorry. I didn't think anybody was in here. I was coming to clean it because it's, you know, she was the basically oh, the janitor the clean- cleaning up because she was a custodian cleaning it up at the end of the conference. <laughs> she came in. Why was she staring she didn't even at knock you? on the door. Why was she it just was, staring It was one of these. I think she was shocked. She was like surprised. She was like, didn't expect anybody to be in there. Oh. And it was like. Cause it was like almost at the same time when I turned, she had turned, she had just like came around the corner. So it wasn't like she was, had been standing there watching, but it was just like, she, she saw me at the exact time that I saw her, but it was like, oh no. Oh. So. What do you, I walk did it out scare and, you? I, it must've scared you. I was like, whoa. And she was like, oh, sorry. And she turned around and left. And then I, you know, washed my hands and I came out of the bathroom or restroom. We need to talk about that at some point too. Um, oh, definitely. And so I'm going, I'm loading my equipment out through the kitchen, which is in the back of the place because we were parked in the back. So I'm taking my guitars and stuff out and I see the woman and she's in there working in the kitchen. And she, um, she was like, not only she was the custodian, but she was like one of the people that, um, helped there, helped out like make the food because they had lunch there that day. Um, and she goes, Hey, you know, I'm sorry about that. Um, here's a bunch of chicken salad sandwiches. (laughs) Would you like those? And I'm like, Oh, what? <laughs> Is I thought this you like were you're trying t- to say you're sorry? Yeah, I thought you were going to tell me that she, you know, as you were walking past, she just gave you a big wink or something. But no, <laughs> she, she said, I know, you know, a lot of us ladies really like exactly, that. Exactly. <laughs> but no, they, a lot of us really, ladies really like that. And how do you feel about a chicken salad sandwich? Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, "No, I'm good. I'm. I just, you know, ate. I'm. I'm. I'm fine. Thanks. That's kind of awkward. So that was an interesting weekend. I'll say, a lot of good stories there. there. Are you happy, Jenny Robbins? You got the one, the woman with the one arm story. Yeah, it's. It was a good one. It, it may have been a letdown, but you know, okay. <laughs> Is there anything that happened with you the past week or two weeks since we're going back? I'm going back a couple weeks for that story. Uh, well, yeah, big week here, huge. We okay. finally finished The Sopranos. Spoiler wow. alert, of course. <laughs> Welcome to 2017. Thank you. Yes, we finished <laughs> The Sopranos. It took us quite a while. And so I guess if there isn't, if there's someone out there that is, hasn't watched it, this is a spoiler alert. You might want to fast yes, forward. Yes, we are going to talk about the ending. Yes. Because well, that's all I remember, because I hadn't seen it in 10 years. Well, I'm already starting to forget things, and I just saw it. There are so many characters oh, okay. in that show. Yes. And they did a good job handling it for the most part, but yeah, it's like one of these where I'm like, it's, I've seen so much TV since then, it's hard to remember, except obviously for the ending. So yeah. if, you, if you haven't seen it, I don't know where this conversation is going, but if you haven't seen it, you might want to just skip to the next segment, skip to the pronunciations. Yeah. So. But 
I recall even on the Tony show that people were mm-hmm. very angry about the ending of this the Sopranos, and there was a controversy about whether or not what what actually happened. And mm-hmm. I remember a controversy or con- controversy. Controversy. Um, I'd go. Okay. Let's go with the first one. Controversy. Okay. Controversy. The way the way Prince and uh, the Prince pronounces it. Controversy. Yes, just like that. Yeah. Um, right. and I think Wilbon went on a rant, if I remember. I believe so. Yes. Yeah, and and I I kind of just closed my ears enough to know I knew that they were in a diner, but I always sort of figured that someone came in and just shot him, shot him up. Which is one interpretation. Yeah. But I mean, I thought they showed it. I thought that oh, okay. he died, but it was, there was something that happened after he died with the rest of the family that was the controversy. So uh, that's what kind of what I thought. I don't. No, the controversy, if I remember it rightly, was basically so many people when they saw it live, including me, thought their, either their cable went out or yes. the dish went out or, you know, the, the TV broke. Yes. Because it was completely blank for, you know, multiple seconds there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what I, I read about after I watched it. And there was there's all kinds of articles about it and there's blog posts about it and Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And um I can see how you would think at that time there was no streaming. I can see how you would think that it did the cable did go out. And they yes. I, I think I Absolutely. read that they would he wasn't even going to ever have any credits at all. He wanted to just have it be done. But they decided. Right, he tried to try to do that. Yeah. yeah. It was the some guild, either the director's guild or the screen actor's guild or something that said no, or the writer's guild said you have to put credits on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think there's any. I don't think. I think it's clear, as clear as it can be, with not actually having seen it, that Tony was shot, killed. Oh, I agree. Because to me, the entire show was basically his world and his point of view, even, you know. To where they they get into the psychological stuff with you know Doctor whatever her face is Melfi is that her name yep. yeah um, Lorraine Bracco um, when they they would do all that all that psychological stuff and the dream they they had one or two like dream mm-hmm. episodes yep. that kind of stuff I think all that points to um, the writer saying this is his journey and when his journey is over there's no more so that complete cut to black like that is him being shot in the back of the head, and that's it. Yeah, he him, didn't. His consciousness going away. He never saw. He only saw Metal walk in. He just saw her. Actually, I don't think she walked mm-hmm. in. I don't, we saw Metal walk in from the back, and he never saw. Right. He heard the doorbell, the bell buzz or um, ring, mm-hmm. and that was it because he was shot. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. And a lot of people say it's the guy who came out of the guy came yeah. out of the bathroom. Yeah, and I. I haven't seen it since I, I, I haven't, I've literally not watched it again since I saw it when it was on, you know, whenever it was, was it 10 years ago, more than that? I can't even remember now. I want to say it's a 2006 or 2007. So yeah, that'd be about 10 years. That sounds about right. Yeah. I, I, I haven't watched it again since it was, since it first aired and it's, it, at first I was confused just because of the, oh, what happened? Did something happen? Am I going to miss the end of this because something screwed up with my TV connection? Yeah. But knowing now, as, as soon as I knew, oh, this is what they did, I was like, oh. And it, was, it seemed obvious to me. So I'm definitely on the side of he's dead. 
Yeah. And it's, you said this is Tony's journey. Speaking of journey, that's the mm-hmm. song that they played. Don't oh, yeah. don't stop. Don't believing. stop believing. So people were yes. saying, well, if what don't stop believing, maybe you're believing that he's still alive. You can believe whatever you want. Why did David Chase pick that song? That's, That's what, a good point. But I read that he just picked it because he likes that song, and it kind of encapsulated their story. <laughs> uh, Tony, yeah. just, just uh, the Carmella, just a small town girl. Tony, just a city boy. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know that I don't exactly living know. Living in a lonely world. Living, yes, living in a lonely world. Um, they mm-hmm. said that they purposely had. They took the midnight train going anywhere. Oh, we're gonna keep going with this. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. And but David Chase said that they had to. They purposely had Tony or Carmela speak during born and raised in South Detroit because they wanted that not to be. So loud. Oh, yeah. That's a good, uh, to cover that up. Uh-huh. Because, you know, obviously they weren't in Detroit. People who are super fans of shows, they look at this stuff and they're like, oh, what he said here in season two really influences how we should look at something in season six. And because this one thing was in the background of this scene, or it was, you know, written on the bottom of this guy's shoe, if you only see it, if you freeze frame, that, you know, st- people don't plan stuff out that much. I'm yeah. as someone who creates stuff, I know that like I try to put like secrets and Easter eggs into stuff. But a lot of times people who are super fans of stuff who really go over stuff frame by frame, they read too much into it. And I think if the creator doesn't come out and say, Well, no, I didn't really mean that, then all this stuff gets accepted as, oh, maybe he did mean that. And I think a lot of times they want to be like yeah, I think that's a pretty cool, like the creator would say, you know, that's pretty cool. You know, maybe I'll just, even though I didn't intend that, I'll just keep quiet and they'll think I'm even more of a genius than yeah. I am, than they already do. So, and I mean, I understand all that. Um, so I think for people that are now trying to go back and look at previous stuff in the series, and if you want to get into like what song he picked and all that, like we were talking about, mm-hmm. that that's fine. But I, I think the rational explanation is he's dead and that's it. Yep. And, but I have to say that show was really, really great. Yes. Um, it tackled, and it yes. tackled a lot of issues too. I mean, besides mm-hmm. just being, you know, obviously very violent and, you know, mobster mafia stuff. Mm-hmm. It tackled mental health and depression. It tackled family mm-hmm. issues. It tackled all kinds of stuff. And the acting was superb. It just was really, really good. And yes. I can see and how it, that would that was the landmark show that changed television. Yeah, because there was nothing on at the time that was quite like it that did all that stuff as right. well as the Sopranos did all that stuff. And so to yep. come pull to pull all that stuff together and the, and to do it in such an excellent way, I mean, it really, for better or worse, kicked off this golden age of television that people like, you know, a lot of critics will call it. And I think now they're saying that that's over. But anyway. It's it really started this you know prestige drama, I think is another term that people use for it. Prestige drama. Yeah, prestige drama, where it's stuff like Sopranos, Mad Men, um, uh-huh. The Americans, okay. things like that. Where uh, and there's a ton more out there. Shows that I mean, The Sopranos made a ton of money, and Mad Men probably made a bunch for AMC. But there's a lot in Breaking Bad. I should put that one in there too. There's a lot of these that don't 
that aren't real critical, not not critical, they aren't real commercial successes at first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but as long as they're getting the critical, you know, praise, Acclaim, they yeah. often will, yeah, like smaller networks will hold on to these shows as long as they can. I mean, because to be honest with you, nobody was really watching The Americans the first few seasons. Right. Very, right. It, it was, it, it got pretty poor ratings. And now that um, I feel like it's hung around, I think more people are, are, you know, being made aware how great it is. But prestige drama being things that aren't, it's almost like a niche thing or niche or niche thing, however yeah. you want to say that. We're in pronunciations already. The, mm-hmm. it's, it's almost like that where it's not, this gr- it's not a big, giant, mainstream, you know, multicam sitcom. It's, you know, prestige. It's elite. It's, you know, it's, it's a little more refined for those with the refined taste. Yeah. Well, good. The exquisite palate. I'm glad that I, you know, have a little bit of, you know, refined taste. But I must well, I, say, I think you do. You, you, you said something about you like to put secrets in Easter eggs. Can we talk about that for a second? Yeah, of course. What are you talking about? What do you mean? Secrets in Easter eggs. Yeah, an Easter egg is something that's hidden in a show or anything. Like it could be hidden in a song, it could be hidden in an album, it could be hidden in a TV show, a movie, um, a video game, anything, any kind type of creative media. It's something in there that you really have to go out of your way to find, or most people aren't going to recognize. Um, but the real fans, quote unquote, of the show, you know, will track it down. It's a lot of that stuff in Lost, where a lot of the stuff kind of weaves together, you know, in the background. And oh, this person was on this show, and this worked out this way, and this, so that's how they're related to them. And you know, the expanded universe of things. So it's not literally an Easter egg. No, it's not literally. Okay. An Easter egg. I know that's this week, and that I know why you would jump to that conclusion right away. But an Easter egg is the term for something that's a <laughs> okay. creator of something is hidden in the media or hidden in not not media as in the mass like you know news reporting, but in the media as in the type of thing that it is like like art or okay. music. Or I've movie not heard or TV that. Something like that. Never heard that term. Really? So here I thought wow. we were going to talk about you know what you grow up with with Easter egg hunts. <laughs> 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 Around Easter, <laughs> okay. Easter egg has has taken on a whole new meaning now in yes. the you know twenty what is it twenty first century is that we're in twenty second I can't even remember 20, anymore twenty first I think so do you think yeah, that's okay. why Easter eggs turned into an Easter egg hunt at Easter mm. secret location <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> no you've got it exactly opposite okay well there's, there's a re- nothing the reason new there. why they called the reason why they call the things Easter eggs, secrets in like the creators of hidden in things, is because of the tradition for Easter egg hunts around Easter, okay. where kids running out grabbing the eggs that are hidden. Okay. That's why they call it the Easter It's the... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever come into contact with someone who doesn't know that term. Uh-uh. Well, there's going to be more of that later. <laughs> Okay, now now you're going to have to go back and listen to every episode of our podcast again and find there's at least one hidden thing in everything in every episode okay. that I put in. All right. And well, every gonna... song that I put out there and most most anything that I do, like especially when I was doing video work, I would hide stuff like and it could be like something as subtle as this song that play in, plays in the background is related to like four or five different things in the video. And you don't really realize it until mm-hmm. you go back and, oh, and you're like, oh, okay, this is connected to this, is connected to this, and blah, blah, blah. It's like um, when, on David Letterman's show, 
when Paul Schaefer and, and the guys would play people on with a certain song. Mm-hmm. There's always a plan behind that. And they never come out and say, here's the name of the song. Here's why we're doing it. But you can make the connection as to why are they playing this particular song as this one actor or actress sure. or whatever walks out. So it's, well, I it's see all that. this kind of I mean, I understand that. I understand that. And I, you know, I'm, I get that, but I've never heard it referred to as an Easter egg. It's definitely Easter egg in media, like in video and okay. music, recorded okay. music and video games. It's definitely. I thought we were talking about actual Easter eggs with a secret message nope. in them. No, nope. you got to peep them Easter eggs. <laughs> All right. And that's it for another week in review, where yet another week has been reviewed. Once again, today's show is brought to you by us. We couldn't do this without us. Today's show is also sponsored by you listening. I think it's safe to say you wouldn't be hearing this show right now if not for you listening. And now, some more pronunciations. Speaking of pronunciations, yes. remember last week? <laughs> I think it's, it's pretty safe to it, say I probably yeah. don't remember last week. I, that's why I started laughing as I was asking the question. Yes. So last week we took a quiz that was food slash pronunciation slash, oh, okay. um, I think that was it, food pronunciation. Quiz. Quiz. Slash yeah. quiz. Yeah. Yeah. Food pronounce a quiz. That's right, food pronounce a quiz. Well, I think yeah. it was Jenny Robbins who tweeted us, and she said, great quiz. But then she said, I can't believe I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to get this pronunciation correct. Okay. Haricover? That's how I would say it. Two words. Um, H-A-R-I-C-O-T space V-E-R-T. Yeah, I can't believe Haricover wasn't on it. People always screwed that up. And then she said, I can see why. Oh, definitely. Then she said, FYI, um, sh- is it Sri Racha? Is, is that what we figured out? Sri Racha? I'm or, sticking with Sri Racha. Yeah. And well, she sent a video, and it looked to be a video about a documentary about Sri Racha. Really? Uh huh. That seems interesting. Yeah. And it, they if talked you're really about. really into that. They talked about. It's a the, food, right? It's a sauce sauce it's a what it's a sauce <laughs> what kind of accent is that i don't know it's just how i say it really yeah so- say sauce it's a sauce it's a sauce i can't even say it like that that's it sounds cool but it's <laughs> like i didn't expect that sorry it kind of threw me off um yeah it's shri shri racha was talking about how to pronounce that? Sri Racha. Not cool. Sriracha. Not Sriracha. So anyway, there... Would that be a, a knight named Racha? Maybe. I don't I see... I don't Sriracha. That's <laughs> probably why Sorry. they... That's probably why they decided we we're going to pronounce it Sri Racha. Right. They didn't want sort of anybody... Like Sri Lanka, but different. Yeah, sort of, but different. Yeah. Or is that Sri Lanka too? Because I've always said Sri Lanka, like an I. Uh, I say Sri Lanka. So that would be. Oh, so maybe well, it is Sri, Sri, Sri Racha. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Well, anyway, if anybody's interested, I think there is an actual documentary on Sri Racha sauce. Cool. 
<laughs> Would you prefer if I just said Sriracha sauce? Is that better? Sauce? There's something like it's it's this really cool like I can't even do it with my voice like accent. It's like a East Coast. I yes, that's I what, always, it's like a New York. Yeah, I it's say like it when Christopher. I, speaking of Sopranos, we talked about. Yeah. It's, it's like Christopher. Yeah, I do. I go into these weird things once in a while for certain words. Sauce is one of them. Coffee is another one. Except I didn't say it at the beginning. Um, I have to. Sometimes I'm in a mood and I will say it that way, which is annoying did you to ever, people that are actually from that area, I'm sure. Did you ever live in that area? No. Like, grew up in that area at all? I, no. I have some family members that grew up there, so then at, when, when you were at, um, you know, holidays, I'll pick it up mm-hmm. a little more. And then, oh, yeah. That's, then we'll, uh, yeah, that's you know, absolutely. Then we'll go into it big time. We'll, give me a quarter. Uh, <laughs> it's time for coffee, you know. I'm liking this. This is cool, yeah. I, my family has that very, um, a lot of my family have that Northern Virginian accent. Uh-huh. It's which is like a southern accent, but it's like a combination southern accent and that east coast accent that you're just talking about. Is it sort so of when the I way the, Liz Clark talks? Sort of, but a little more southern. Okay. Uh-huh. But yes, very very in that same kind of vein. And so I my accent will lean that way cuz I'll just be around them and I'll start, you know, you just pick it up over your around if I'm around them, you know, for, you know, several days or week or whatever. It always happens to me when I go back down south to visit my brother or stepbrother, I pick up what, how they're speaking to me. Um, not just them, but the lady at the, um, you know, the barbecue place or whatever. What you yes. want, honey? You know, I'll pick that up. And it's, <laughs> I'm sure that I can, when I hear myself talking back, it's like, what are you doing? But I can't help it. It just happens. <laughs> yeah, it's it's human nature. I think everybody does that because I there's there. Are, have you ever been around the person who has the um, more formal, proper English? Oh yes, my accent mother. Accent and then when they're around different pe- different sets of people, they may slip back into a very like um, less formal way of talking. Well, that's where very, my, like yes, I I it's not my mom, but yes, I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, I mean, I do that too. I mean, it's, I think it's natural to do it, but I've seen people like, um, I've been around a friend of mine. <laughs> She's maybe like in her mid forties. Um, she used to watch my daughter when she was, you know, a baby sometimes. When your daughter <laughs> was a baby? You, yeah. When my daughter was a baby. She, okay. That'd be difficult the other way around. Not when she was a baby. Good, good catch though. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, and so when, when I would go and drop her off at her house, she would have maybe like another two or three kids staying there at the same time. Mm-hmm. And she had like a place set up in her basement for this. She ran a daycare um, and I would take her in and she would be talking to me and it'd just be like, hey, what's up? What's going on? You know, blah, blah, blah. And then another like lady who dropped her, a kid off would come in and she was like um, very, um, very fancy, very, very seemed like um, rich, formal, always dressed like. Dressed nicer than I ever dressed a day in my life. Um, very, you know, private school seemed like, you know, Silesia, Silesia-ish. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> very went to the, you know, Loomis Chafee School for the Rich. Uh-huh. Um, had that, just that kind of air. You know, that kind of vibe. And, and nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that at all, but um, just way different from me. Yeah. And this woman would walk in and the lady who was watching the kids would be, her accent would change and it would be like this all of a sudden. 
And oh. I was just like, and then the woman would leave. And it was like from one sentence to the next, she comes back to me and she was like, so man, I was saying this and it just cracked <laughs> me up every time. It happened multiple times. And I, well, I mean, I left my kid with her. So obviously I trust her, Yeah. but it's one of these things where I, it always made me laugh. And I always, I, I mean, I, I, I have no problem with that because I do that too. And it's, it's one of these things where I was like, I just thought it was funny that it changed that instantly depending on who she was talking to. Yeah, that that is funny, and, and um, what that's what happens when I'm visiting someplace, or with certain words like sauce, I will mm-hmm. most of the time say it that way because I like the way it comes out of my mouth. Yeah, some, it sounds cool. And it um, just took me by surprise. <laughs> and Sorry. so sometimes I'll get into a British accent for certain things too. Oh no, Madonna! Please don't do that. No, it's not that often. It's only <laughs> it's only the way that I will change the inflection of the end of a sentence. Oh, um, like insurance. Kind of. It's mostly mm-hmm. when it's my parents. They always have tea time at four p.m. at their house. And are they Are they from Britain? No, they're not. But they like tea. So okay, Dang. my mom I, will. I, I can roll with that. She'll email me and she'll say. Okay, she'll answer some questions I have, and then she'll say, tea time, and then she'll go. She'll sign off the email. So That's cool. when I, you know, when I ask her if it's tea time, I'll say, is it tea time? That, that kind of stuff, where not oh, all cool. the time. Yeah. But, so anyway. Where you know you're doing it. You're I know you're not, I'm doing it. Although when yeah. I said sauce earlier, I didn't know I was doing it. But most of the time, it's purposeful, except for when I'm traveling. And I'm okay with picking it up in the South because I used to live in the South and I still have some of that in me. But Mm -hmm. when I go somewhere else and I pick up like a British accent, it's not good. (laughs) Hey, we're both people of the world. We've lived all over the place. We have refined. We we are refined. I wouldn't say refined. (laughs) Well, I watch The Sopranos. That's what I mean. Oh, yeah. Prestige. You're you're one of the prestige drama people. Yes. So now moving on. Ta- but wait, I want as one question I want to ask yeah. about tea time. Tea time, yeah. What time did you say it was? Four <laughs> twenty. Uh, that yes, that would really put a spin on it. Yes, mm-hmm. that's that's the first thing I thought of when you said four p.m. is tea time. <laughs> tea- Your mom's like, I gotta go. It's tea time. Four p.m. You know me and my tea. I'm like, yeah. wait a minute. <laughs> If you only knew my mom, you'd know that would never occur. Um, I know that's why I said it. Tea time. Tea time does often extend past 4.20. I will say that. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, now moving on. Now moving on. Todd Takei, he included an extra question for the food pronunciation quiz. So he basically wants us to go back to last week and add one. Okay. And he, and he tweeted a picture with this. And he, I'll just spell this. How do you pronounce, okay, the first word, G-A-R-A-G-E. Mm-hmm. Second word, S-O-U-S. Third word, V-I-D-E. Okay. So, you want me to give it a shot? Yeah. I'm going to say garage sous vide. Yeah. Um, I say garage sous vide. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> now you're rolling R's. <laughs> That's nice. I like that. <laughs> and this is, first of all, is Herico Vare, is that like a green bean? Isn't that a green bean or some sort of bean? I literally have no idea what that is. I think it's a bean. I didn't even know that was a food. I'd never seen that word before. Okay, back to garage sous vide. I thought it might be, you know, like a toupee, like Herico Vare. <laughs> I like that better. Let's just go it's with the that. French, it's the French, but I guess, isn't toupee already French word? 
uh-huh. French, it, it rooted in French. So yeah, it's just it's the way <laughs> another way that French people refer to toupees. It's a hair couvert. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I love that. That's just—it's not a green bean at all. Yes. Um. So he, Todd sent a picture, and is this? I'm not familiar with this technique, but is this sort of like it's a way to prepare food over a long period of time? Hmm. Do you do you know what it is? Sous vide. I think it's you put it like in a bag and it's like sealed and it's like heated up. You can do it. I've seen people do it with like a blowtorch. Oh, yeah. And he's doing it in his garage, which is probably mm-hmm. better than the house. Uh, no, they make they make like sous vide, like, de- like cookers, like devices that you just put it in and it takes care of it. I think he's doing, I think the reason he put garage on there because it's the, um, it's the uh, you know, backyard way of doing it. Yeah, yeah. It's, but it was also it's not, literally not necessarily in the his formal garage. Way. Yeah, which yeah. is even cool. Yeah. So, um, so I think so. Maybe he can clear up exactly how that works, or we could just Google sous vide on the internet and figure it out. But I, I've I've heard a bunch of people talk about it before, and you just apply a flame, I think, to something in a bag, basically, and it's maybe water in there that heats it or something. I don't know. And it's a it's a and longer it process, a right? And it makes as the food know, yes. probably taste really good. Yes. Yeah. I believe. Um, so I don't know if we pronounced that correctly, but I think we did pretty well. I'm pretty sure we got that one. And now T. Patrick Smith sent this one in. Mm-hmm. We, ta- we touched on this earlier with the Prince song. Oh, yes. Except Little for... Little Red Corvette is how I would say it. Corvette, not Corvette. Oh, oh, not that Prince song, sorry. Not that Prince song. Um, okay. The, the Prince song would be um, C-O-N... T-R-O-V-E-R-S-I-A-L. Okay. Controversial. Controversial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how I say it. Okay. Um, and I think that's how he's, T. Patrick Smith said that he says it, but he said recently he heard somebody say controversial. Which I've heard too. Yeah, I've heard that a lot. Um, Mm-hmm. I think that's controversial is perfectly acceptable. Oh yeah, I've it's, said that. I think again, it's one it's of just these... a subsidiary way of you know <laughs> you can subsid you can <laughs> subsidiary <Sorry>, subsidiary <laughs> subsidiary. <Yes. laughs> it's <laughs> it's just a sub way of pronouncing it is I think con- controversial. Yeah, and so speaking yes. of subsidiary, yes, Bob Walsh at Adidaya, A D I D A H. He said he wrote us a he wrote us a really long email and a very nice email. So thanks, Bob. He gave us yes. the top Thank five album recommendations. Um, mm-hmm. But he said, and Jason continues to mispronounce the word subsidiary. I suspect yes, I that he has discovered I am a lawyer working for an insurance company and is doing it on purpose to irritate me. <laughs> uh, do you have any comment on that? It's 50-50. I mean, come on, 50-50 with me. It's... I actually couldn't remember how I pronounced it incorrectly before, but I knew I didn't do it right. And so it could change, you know, half the time. Okay, know. okay. But yes, I, I do things like that to partially to... See if people are paying attention and another part to irritate people. <laughs> All right. Well, there you have your answer. In a friendly way, obviously. Um, now, 
I did want to mention this because... But wait, you buried the lead on that. The, the he's, a, he's a lawyer, lawyer. working yeah. for insur- insurance companies. Well, I that- figured you would, would pick up on that, and you did. Oh, absolutely, yes. I, um, I may need a lawyer that is involved with insurance companies, but I believe he said he deals with other things other than claims and stuff yeah, like that. It's the, not, yeah, it's not health, it's not health insurance related. Right, that's what, that's what he yeah. said. So, and mine are still, I'm still fighting the fight. And I believe Chris Davenport tweeted something about how Aetna sucks this week. Oh, and, did he? <laughs> yes, so I know I'm not the only one because it's Aetna. They're, I, I will talk for 20 minutes if we get into this, so I'll just leave it and say it's still ongoing, still sucks. Oh, come on. Yeah. Did we have any other words oh, yeah. for this week? We haven't even gotten to, okay. well, we got to controversial mm-hmm. and subsidiary. Yes. And, okay, so, but I do have to say this because this was awesome. Dr. Garrett Schumann at G-A-R-R-T mm-hmm. tweeted us, early warning, TK says jute box again on today's show. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, you know, I was happy because I have pleaded with people to please listen carefully and tell me yes. if I'm only if I'm the only one hearing this. Well, he actually said it twice this week, two days in a row. I think Tuesday's mm-hmm. show, he said it. I I heard it, but Wednesday's show was very you could hear it very yes. clearly. So it's affirmation that absolutely he's saying it that way and you're not the only one that's hearing it. Yes, and I actually tweeted him and said, thank you, affirmation baby. Um, of course. Awesome. So, yes, he's definitely saying jute box. And I, I just, I don't know why. I don't know why he's saying well, it. Well, maybe he, maybe, and you know, in the line of Bob Walsh from before, maybe he has heard that it annoys you and he will continue doing it on purpose. And now I'm, I'm a, I'm borderline, <laughs> I'm starting to be borderline, um, uh, fascinated, paranoid, paranoid oh. addicted. Uh, I, I feel like when I see him next, I'm going. That's the first thing I'm going to ask him. Why do you say jukebox? <laughs> yeah, that that go over real well. Tony, spell jukebox for me real quick. Yeah, <laughs> I won't do that, but um, I don't understand why he does that. And, um, someone in my family also says it that way, though. So, did you ask them? Yes, and they said they don't know that they've actually ever seen it written down. No. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So. They're not big fans of Don't Rock the Jukebox. Who was that? Um, the thing that song? Don't Rock Play Me a Country Song. Box. I don't remember who Alan that Jackson. was. I'm going with Alan Jackson. I don't think so. Okay. I don't think it was him. We shall see. Okay. The internet will let us know. I'm sure. Uh, and Matthew Vogel. We can find out the answer right now, but I'm not going to look it up. No. Going back to last week's quiz, one of the words on there was G-N-O-C-C-I. Uh-huh. Which, every time I see it, I want to say Nochi, but I know it's not. It's Noki. Yep. Matthew Vogel tweeted, Gnocchi, isn't that the brand of cream ale back in the 80s? And I don't remember that. I don't either. So. But maybe that's a... a East Coast thing again, and neither one of us have really lived. I mean, I lived on the East Coast, but not really, you know, New York East Coast. So no, and, it, and he he spelled it G E N O C K I Ganoki. Hmm. I had not heard of that one, uh, but it sounds good. I, I liked know. cream ale. 
Not much anymore. I'm not a big fan of cream like drinks or root beers or anything oh, like I that. Oh, I like I like them. Is this another watermelon situation? No, because I because I just assume mo- I, I just assume most people don't like root beer. Yeah, that might how be. How could you? I like root beer. Is it root beer or root beer? There we go. I was waiting for that uh-huh. one. I heard that too. Uh huh. I say root or O O T. R O O. Yeah, I say root. But if I go visit relatives in the Northwest, I say root. Huh. Like Crick and Creek. We've talked about this before. Yes, we have. Mm-hmm. I- I'm interchangeable with. Go have a root beer by the Crick, and then go in and listen to the jukebox, play some songs. Yes. Okay. And I, I'm interchangeable. I mean, with I know that could be controversial, but hey, come on. <laughs> okay. Next one. <laughs> yes. Um, I heard this. Speaking a of wh- tangents. I, yeah, I heard this a while ago on TK's show. I think TK said it. Okay. P R E P A R A T O R Y. Preparatory. Yes. Preparatory is how I say it. Mm-hmm. And how did he say it? He said preparatory. Yes. Which I've heard. Haven't we, ta- haven't we done this one before? I don't think so, but maybe, you know. I thought we'd covered this one before, but yeah. This one seems oddly familiar in my brain of, <laughs> okay. I can't remember anything. Well, we probably did then. I don't remember. It's still a good one. It's still a yeah. good one. If he said it again, then hey, it's absolutely worth throwing in again. Yeah. It's, I've what? heard people say preparatory. Yeah, so if I, well, why don't we always just, you know, if you keep saying jukebox, we'll just throw it in every week. <laughs> yeah, and pretend like we hadn't talked about it before. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you have Half one, Half the time right? you could fool me with that. Yeah. Uh, yes, I heard a weird one this week. Okay. Um, it's I-N-V-E-N-T-O-R-Y. Oh, inventory. Yes, inventory. That's how I would say it. I heard someone say inventory. <laughs> Like, it's a place you go to invent something. And I'm like, what? Yeah, never I heard never, that. I heard it was, like, it was like a week ago. I never heard of that one. So I think the person was British. So it could, that could have something to do with it. That could, yep. Now, the next one is a phrase that you okay. mentioned to me in an email. Oh, no. And should I just say the phrase? Or do you want sure. some con, you know, some background, some context? Just say it, and let's see. Let's see if people can guess what it actually means. The phrase is "I'm covered up." Mm-hmm. And you had never heard that before. Not in the context you were meaning, no. Oh yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Um, I, I've heard, I hear a lot of people say that. And what does it mean to you? It means I'm busy. I got too much going on. Yeah. I'm covered up right now. I'll get back to you when I get through this, or I'm covered up through the rest of this week. I'll get back to you next week. Yeah, I've never heard that. Yeah. And I, I figured it out because I'm not completely dumb when you wrote it. But then when I... <laughs> yeah, the context gave it away. <laughs> uh, I'm not dumb. I'm smart. Um, <laughs> but to me, I, don't, I wonder where that phrase came from because... I'm covered up. I think about, well, he's under a blanket. He's relaxing. He's Or I've got all this stuff piled on me. All this, everything around yeah. me is falling down on me. That kind of, I'm okay. covered up. All right. Well. I got too much going on. I, My schedule is covered. It looks like, you know, a crazy person wrote this because it's so many little things written into the margins of every, yeah. of every day for the next week. Yeah. It, it, it's, I think 
let's go with regional because I would I would say, well, I'm pretty booked up or I'm pretty filled up, but I just haven't heard that covered term. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'd like to see if yeah, definitely if, if we have listeners in different parts, different regions of the U.S. or you know world, if they've heard that, if they think it's you know more applicable to a certain region or applicable. There you go. Do we have a guest on the show this week? Answer no or yes, it's a binary thing. Do we have a guest? Do we have a guest? Answer no or yes. Um, no. This is a song with words about a quiz that I'm singing. That should end what this segment is. Okay, I'll tell you. It's a quiz. What do we know? And speaking of quizzes, this mm-hmm. week, it looks like we're doing something a little different. A few, cool. a few days ago, one of our interns, or I don't know, maybe it was Alexa, not quite sure, but someone tweeted a poll out asking the Twitterverse to vote on our quiz topic this week. Oh, no. I don't know. Maybe Alexa thought you were winning too much. Maybe wanted to have someone else pick it. I don't know. Oh no! What? Tell me what the three options were, or the the options on the quiz. The according to the tweet, game shows, mm-hmm. history and rap lyrics, Harry Potter, or I don't do polls. Oh, so I'm assuming that I don't do polls one, and we're going to do a quiz about people who don't do polls well it, it came in second according to the results Four- really so some people out there actually do do polls even though they picked i don't do polls if exactly. it got results for yeah 24 percent okay. said i don't do polls the mm. winner is game shows at 46 percent oh, okay. the other two both got 15 percent so it mm. is game shows and the exact oh, cool. title of the quiz is, Can You Pick the Game Shows When Given Their Objectives or a Description? I'm going to probably say maybe. I think maybe's always good. 50-50, you yes. know? Yes. And, um, so there's how many? 16? 16, 16 questions. Okay. Um, so you ready? I'm ready as I'm going to be. All right. Here we go. You're trying to make a tic-tac-toe line. Is Paul Lind bluffing? Okay. Um, Who's I'm Paul say Lind? This is, oh, if you don't know Paul Lind, um, I'm going to say I'm going to win <laughs> this quiz. <laughs> um, well, they, they, I'm going to say Hollywood Squares. Yeah, they do give us some... It looks like they're giving us some choices, which makes it easier. Yeah, but um, there's like 20 choices on here. Yeah, you're trying to make a tic-tac-toe toe line yeah hollywood squares i mm-hmm. was looking for tic tac toe tic tac doe yes oh d-o-e yes yeah. that was a no d-o-u-g-h <laughs> oh sorry yeah um, was that wink martindale wink on that martindale one? i love that ah. one but that's not a choice here absolutely not a real name <laughs> yeah right hollywood squares i'm gonna go with as well is paul mm-hmm. lind the is one of he is he uh is he the host or we have had a conversation in depth about Paul Lind on this podcast before. <laughs> what? We have not. Who is he? He's the one that was, we were talking about Snagglepuss. Okay. He's an actor in the like 60s and 70s, and then he ended up on all these game shows 
in the sixty in the seventies and eighties when they just went and pulled like all these bit you know TV people oh, from okay. old like TV shows and stuff. He's the one that was like exit stage left. Oh heavens to me! You know I can't oh, even do the voice. Oh, you know him. what I'm saying? Okay, heavens to Murgatory. I missed him. Yes, I screwed that up. I'm pretty sure that's him. Okay, well you're probably right. Mm-hmm. Did you look up "Don't Rock the Jukebox" yet? I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm rolling with Alan Jackson. Okay. All right. So number two. Okay. Fourteen questions separate you from seven figures. You can't phone a friend anymore. Hmm. This is. Wait! Don't say it. I know what this is. It's not what originally I was thinking it was going to be, but I know what it is now. Is There's it, plenty of clues in this one. Yeah, 14 qu- questions separate you from seven figures. It's not What's who wants figures? to be a he, he it's not who wants to be a millionaire. Mm, and I can't wait to hear what comes next on the reason of that. Because you can't phone a friend anymore. Phone a friend is one of the choices on who wants to be a millionaire. You can't phone a friend anymore, meaning you at some point probably could. Oh, okay. Well, then I'm going to go with who wants to be a millionaire. Ding, ding. That's it. <laughs> okay. I think they changed it so now you, there's no more like phone a friend and stuff. Oh, anymore. that's why. Okay. They do like the daytime, like probably Steve Harvey or, you know, Meredith Vieira hosts it, you know, something like sure. that. Sure. Yep. Now this next one, number three, mm-hmm. I'd, I think we got it. Okay. Buy a vowel, solve the puzzle. Wheel. Of fortune. fortune. I'll solve the puzzle. Corno curl cabinet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you see the one like uh, just this past week? What was it? Oh, yeah. It was a streetcar named Desire. Oh, I did see and this. It was everything but the M in named. So he guessed a K. So yes, a streetcar yes. naked Desire. Yes. I saw that. That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah that needs to be the new. Um, uh, what is the word I'm looking Corner for? Corner Cure okay. Yes. Yeah, the sound <laughs> clip. Sound clip. Soundbite. Soundbite, yeah. Yes. Yeah, Streetcar totally. Naked Desire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Are we ready to move on? We are ready to move on. So that's obviously Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of uh, Fortune. Is this number four? Number four. Just yeah. remember, you can always bid a dollar. Obviously, we know that. That one, one is Price is Right. Correct. The Price is Wrong. <laughs> Fill in the blank. Was it Happy Gilmore? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So who's the? Is it Drew Carey is the host of The Prices right now? Yeah. Yeah. Is that still even on anymore? It is. Yes. Hmm. And I don't watch TV during the day anymore. I don't either. But for my day job, I'm mm-hmm. often in. You know. Oh yeah. And mm-hmm. the 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 Price is Right is always on. <laughs> nice. In well. that situation, and um, the ladies love Drew Carey. LLDC. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. Okay. All right. Uh, number number five. five. Oops. Do you want the money or do you want to trade for what's in the box? Okay. I got this one too. Uh, let me. Uh, what, are they, what are they offering right there? What? Well, if oh. they're offering a trade, one, trade this for this, it would be a what? Deal. Yes. Let's make a deal. Yes, with Monty Hall. Yeah, Monty Hall. Mm-hmm. I always like that one. I watched that one a lot when I was 
And I think that one actually went to Wayne Brady hosting that one. That's what I was trying Speaking to think of, of. Drew Carey and yes. whose line is it anyway? Yeah. I was um, trying to think if that was the one that Wayne Brady yeah. did. And now Wayne Brady Which, does some sort of finish the lyric. Really? Uh-huh, I, I hadn't seen so. that one. Yeah. Oh, is that the uh, lip sync where they get celebrities on to do like lip sync stuff? Or is it something different from no, that? No, I don't think so. I think it's different than that. Okay. And you know, obviously, Wayne Brady, most famous to me for Chappelle's show, when he said, I'm Wayne Brady, fill in the blank as the same word from before oh. that we filled in the blank with. <laughs> okay. I, I know him from Whose Line Is It Anyway? I don't think I know him yeah. from Dave Chappelle. I don't, ma- I don't of, know that line. Speaking of, I didn't mean to do this, but I can't say Dave Chappelle. We can't tangent into that without talking about Charlie Murphy, who passed away just this past week from leukemia. 57, I think he was. Saw it on Twitter. And he... I mean, Eddie Murphy's brother, obviously, but I mean, I, I think he did more for comedy in the last, you know, 20 years than Eddie Murphy, than, he, than even his brother did in the last 20 years. So it's, he's incredible on the Chappelle show and some of the stuff he did on there is like iconic and the show would not have been, you know, as hilarious as Dave is, it wouldn't, it would not have been the same without him. And I mean, he's all, you know, mainly known for telling the Prince story where he goes to play basketball at Prince's house and they eat pancakes. If, oh. Have you ever seen that? Well, no. And you said, "Oh my gosh!" He said, "You said obviously he's Eddie Murphy's brother." Yes. And maybe I shouldn't continue with what I was going to say. Oh, you didn't know it was his brother? No. And I saw I saw pictures on Twitter going up about Charlie Murphy, rest in peace. And I looked mm-hmm. at the pictures, and I said, "That looks like Eddie Murphy to me." I didn't, yeah, he really does in some of those pictures. I didn't yeah. know who Charlie Mur- I didn't know he was a comedian. I didn't know no, who he you was. Have, you have got to go watch. I'm sure it's probably on YouTube. I think actually most of the Chappelle stuff is on Netflix now, maybe. Um, you have got to, and it's certainly on the Comedy Central website and their app. You can go and watch it if you have any kind of TV subscription or, that holds, mm-hmm. that has Comedy Central on it. But it, the episodes... With where they talk about Rick James are funny, but the episodes with Prince where Charlie Murphy, it's Charlie Murphy's basically true Hollywood stories is how they kind of present it. And Charlie Murphy's like standing looking at the camera like like they're like it's a docudrama and he's telling it. And then it, they do the reenactment with like, you know, Chappelle oh, uh-huh. and, and all the guys from the show. The one where he talks about going, meeting Prince and going to his house. And it's almost a situation where you cannot tell, okay. I think most of this is actually real or it's just barely, you know, being um, he's, you know, exaggerating just a little bit, but it's based in reality. So it's it's hilarious in the line between, okay, is this what is he making up here and what is this what is actually true (laughs) in the way he tells it? You believe everything is true that he says. And it happened exactly like that. And it is the most ridiculous, hilarious stuff. I mean, that's that was my favorite thing in the whole Chappelle show was was the when they go to Prince's house to play basketball. Well, I feel like I've seen that or heard of that. Um, oh, yeah. Did Quest Love, was he involved with that at all? Quest Love was on the show quite a bit. Um, he, like, whenever they had to have a musical guest, Quest Love would often, you know, substitute him and he'd play drums or, or whatever. And he was on the show some too. But yeah, um, Charlie Murphy was a key integral part of that show. And um, no, I mean, funny, was Quest Love part of the pancake story? Maybe. Because I feel like I've heard some of this, and I have never seen Dave Chappelle's show. Because I don't get oh. Comedy Central. Oh, you, at least I don't think I get Comedy it. Central. You you absolutely have to watch 
the stuff with Charlie Murphy in the True Hollywood Stories parts, particularly the Prince one, and you need to go watch the Rick James. There's like two or three episodes where they talk about where Charlie Murphy's talking about Rick James. Okay. <laughs> the, all, all those are, I mean, the whole, there's only like two or three seasons of the show. It's all hilarious. But just those in particular are the highlights to me. So I was, I was sad to hear about Charlie Murphy this week. I mean, because 57. I mean, right. I ain't that far from 57. Yeah, I know. That ain't that, that ain't that old anymore. Yeah, and, and I, I don't know why I didn't know that Charlie Murphy, who he was. I didn't even know. And then I found out this morning that he was Eddie Murphy's brother, which mm-hmm. let, made me feel a little bit like, well, I thought it was Eddie Murphy, and then they just got the name wrong in the pictures. But, oh, wow, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. in some of those pictures, I mean, it seems like he had lost some weight, and he did look a lot, a lot more like Eddie recently than he did, you know, when he was on The Chappelle Show. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to have to so, check yeah, that yeah. out, because... Absolutely. If, if you're saying that you think he's made more of an impact than Eddie, it's something worth checking out. Certainly since Chappelle Show came out, yes. Because, okay. I mean, what has Eddie Murphy done in not a whole lot in the last 10, 15 years? Uh, I don't know, Dr. Doolittle? <laughs> Dave, or whatever that name, Meet Dave, or something like that? I don't know. Did he do that yeah. one? Okay. Nor- Norbit, I think. Norbit. Eddie Murphy did a movie called that. Yep. Oh, I mean, and, and don't, don't, don't get me wrong. Charlie Murphy was no Eddie Murphy in the 80s because Eddie Murphy, in the, nobody ever has been Eddie Murphy in the 80s. The, the way he skyrocketed, you know, it was like coming off, you know, basically as, you know, TK would say, a comet. Yeah. But he just kept going. Yeah, for, he was for, you great. Know, 10 years. Yes. But, you know, in the last, in recent times with Chappelle's show, and I, I know, um, I know Charlie was doing like stand up. He was like on a stand up tour. Uh, up until I don't know how being sick affected that, but I know he was on a stand-up tour, you know, recently too, touring around the country doing stand-up comedy with some other guys. And um, I didn't, I didn't actually know about him until the Chappelle Show, and I was like, "Who is this guy?" And he, it's definitely worth watching. Go, go check it out. Will do. And now back to our quiz. Number five, number six. Okay, number six. Ooh, I know this one. Avoid the whammy at all cost. Mm-hmm. You know it too? Yes, press. Your luck. Yes, there you go. I always liked that show. As a kid. But yes, I really liked Press Your Luck. Big bucks, no mm-hmm. whammies, and stop! <laughs> Although it was, compar- it was completely obvious to me, even as a kid, that it could be rigged. Oh, yeah. They could make anything they want come up there and jump off there. So it was, <laughs> it, it was the least, like competitive to me of the game shows because I'm like they can pick whoever they want to win this yeah. more so than it was it was built into the systems of the game where they could easily determine who won yeah oh yeah for sure in which honestly I think they do that on Wheel of Fortune I hadn't watched Wheel of Fortune in many years until I was at my parents house over Christmas and you know they're they're old people so they watch it every night and so they would turn it on it's amazing to me how many times it would land on bankrupt at the most like dramatic uh-huh. possible moment. And I'm like, get out of here with this. Come on. What? They're, they're, they're stopping it. They're controlling that thing. Come get out of here. The, really? Does, is there anybody who doesn't believe that they're, they're, it's rigged? Isn't everything rigged? Well, yeah, the entire world is rigged yeah. at this point, but yeah. Number six. Number seven. Seven. No, seven. <laughs> seven. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Hey, have you heard about this game? If not, why the blank haven't you? Okay, I got this one. Um, this it, is another one that Paul Lind may have been on. 
and probably was. Along with Richard Dawson. Yeah, not Family as the host. Feud, right? Uh, no. Oh, not as the host. Richard Dawson, not as the host. Before he hosted a show, when he was coming off like what Hogan's Heroes, when he was an actor, I think Gene Rayburn hosted this from oh in like the the glory years. You're saying you don't know anything about this, and you're throwing out. I watched out the- a lot of TV as a kid. It just comes to me as I need it. Okay, well, I'm gonna guess there's there's one over here that I never knew was an actual TV game show. Scrabble. Okay. No. Scrabble was a TV game show. No, I think they're just throwing that in there as a choice to throw you off. Oh. Because okay. they, they can't put all... But it could have been. Who knows? It probably was. Um, this has the word game in it. And you're trying to, like, link up with... Oh, match um, game. The celebrity. Yes, yeah, there you go. Okay. I, used I think to, they're redoing this, or they redid it recently. Uh, I didn't see that one. I don't think I saw a match game either. This is a good one in the 70s. Number match game or the next one? Uh, match game. Oh, I don't. Think I haven't gone to the second one. All right, number eight. Number eight. You might be able to do it in seven notes, but there is more to the game than just knowing that one song. Yes, that is definitely name that tune. Name that tune. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Number ten. First word, eight letters. A crossword game you've played all your life. This is Scrabble. Yeah, I guess it was a TV game show. Sounds like a boring TV game show to me. I do that not like absolutely Scrabble. Sounds like a board. Oh, I remember this thing now. I think they had like a giant board like on a screen and it wasn't like playing it actually on the board and it was kind of like subset of the rules. This had the guy I think who hosted Press Your Luck as the game show host. Oh yeah, I don't remember. He was a younger looking name. guy yeah. with like yeah, I can't remember that guy's name. Nice hair. I, yeah. Well, I mean that's Game show hosts yeah. in general. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, Scrabble to me is like watermelon. The board, yeah, the board I, I game. I can take it or leave it. Yeah. There's a watermelon board game? Oh, you I, mean Scrabble sure the board game is not. like watermelon? Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I bet you there's a watermelon board game out there, like a kid's game or something. Oh, probably. Okay. Uh, what's ne- which number are we on? Number 10. Okay. So I answered a few questions, and now I can buy that five hundred dollar recliner for six bucks. Sold. <laughs> uh, sale of the century. Yes. I used to love that game. <laughs> yes, I like that one too. Now that was a very distinct game ho- game show host, but I don't remember his name. I don't remember who that is either. Okay, number mm-hmm. eleven. Okay. Try doing this at your local grocery store. You wouldn't get away with it. Supermarket. Sweep. Sweep. I like yes. that game, too. Game show, yeah. too. Until you realize all you have to do is go for the frozen turkeys and you win every time. Yeah, exactly. You just get like eight frozen turkeys or, and load them in there and you're good. You win. Yeah, it did seem They're that way, broken. didn't it? They were expensive. Did you ever, when you were growing up, see like when Toys R Us or in like another toy store would do like a chance to win a shopping spree where they give you a certain amount of time to run through there and load stuff in a cart like if you won? Did you ever see those when, like, you were a kid? Yeah. Did I ever see? And did I ever see them advertised? Yes. Advertise those contests? Yeah. Yeah. And did you ever, like, when you went through the store in your mind, plan it out like you're doing an Ocean's Eleven style heist of how you would go about doing it if you won, and the- write it down on paper and graph it out on graph paper? <laughs> did you? No, I never did that. Oh, okay. 
All right. Number yeah, number. The only time I ever did that has been recently when I when the the Minnesota Twins has a version of that where you can you get like two minutes in their club their clubhouse store. <laughs> I thought you meant I thought you were going to say two minutes in their clubhouse and you can just go through their lockers. <laughs> No, we've already talked about. <laughs> never mind. I was gonna. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> What's the next question? <laughs> uh, the teacher from Ferris Bueller's Day Off got his own show. You must get through him. Now, this I know yes. because I know the teacher's name. Yes. Um, you know it. Oh, actually, it's Win Ben Stein's Money. Yeah. Never saw the show though. The really? game show. So, do you know who the co-host of that show was? No, never saw it. Really. Mm-mm. He's. Pretty famous now. He has his own late night show. James he recently Corden. hosted a no. He recently hosted a big Jimmy Kimmel show. Yes, Jimmy Kimmel. He was a co-host. I didn't know that. Yes, Jimmy Kimmel was the co-host before he went on to do the Man Show with Adam Carolla, and then spread out into many, many, many more you know high level things. Well, I didn't know that. You're teaching me again. Yeah, and you know who was a writer on the Jimmy Kimmel show when he first started, right? When Jimmy Somebody Kimmel first we, started? Uh-huh. His late night show. Um, Somebody that we what? Somebody that we know is actually possibly more famous than Kimmel in some circles, like podcast circles today. Oh, um, former board op. No. Oh, I thought you were... Not that podcast. Okay. A different podcast. Podcasts in general. Bill Simmons. Oh, Bill Simmons. No, I didn't. Well, I guess that doesn't surprise me since they're such good buddies. Yeah, and he's, you know, Cousin Sal's on his show all the time on Bill's show. They do that thing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's, Kimmel started out, he was on radio before that, but I think his first TV thing was on as co-hosting Win Ben Stein's Money. Like he would read the questions and do that kind of stuff. Oh. And introduce the guests and that kind of deal. Didn't know that. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, number 13. Okay. Answers don't apply here, only questions and daily doubles. Oh, I know this one. <laughs> I love's in Jeopardy. Yes, Jeopardy. Baby. What did Weird Al say? I lost on Jeopardy? Is that what it changed to? Uh, when? Weird Al, Weird Al did a, um, he did a parody of, of that song. What was the and song? called it, I Lost. It was... Our love's in jeopardy. I can't oh. remember who sang it, but then Weird Al did it as I lost on Jeopardy. <laughs> no, I, I don't think I heard that, that Weird Al song. Oh, you need to go. That's, that's a good one. You need to listen to that one. Okay. I'm sure that video is on YouTube somewhere, too. Oh, I'm this, sure it is. This, this quiz segment brought to you by recommendations. Because <laughs> why not? Uh, next one. Yes. I don't know who they survey, but I know what they say. Okay. This one we mentioned before. Survey says Family Feud. Yes. Can you name every host in the history of Family Feud in order? Okay. Richard Dawson. Yes. Number one. Mm-hmm. And here's where I'm going. There might have been somebody in between Richard Dawson and Ray Combs. Ray Combs. That's the one I didn't think you would get. That's a good pull. Yeah. Ray Combs. Unfortunately, Ray Combs, he, they believe, yes, committed he, suicide. Yes. Yep, he did. Um, it was Ray Combs right after Richard Dawson? I think so. And then after Ray Combs, give me a hint. Uh, he's a comedian. 
I think this is who came next. This I, I, I know four, so I might not be able to get them all either, but I know four people. Well, isn't um the, oh, I can't remember his name, the guy that screwed up the. Yes, the, the pageant. Yeah, he was one yes. of them. Yes, what's his name? I can't remember. Steve. Steve Hartman. Steve Harvey. Harvey, okay. Yes. Is he the Steve current Harvey. one? I believe so. Yeah. Do you know who was before him? Now, I, I could be completely wrong and missing in this because I hadn't watched the show in years. I'm just based off of what I've seen, like, clips of. There's one guy in there that I, that I, there's another one that I can remember that's in between Combs and yeah. Steve Harvey. And there could be more, but this is the only one that I can pull. I, I can picture him. Mm-hmm. He's a comedian. He's been on TV recently again as an actor playing someone's mother. Oh, Louis Anderson? Yes. I don't remember him being a host. He hosted it for a while. Mm -hmm. Pretty sure. Okay. Now I'm going to look this up. All right. Because of our policy of we look up whatever we want and not everything. (laughs) Yeah. Family feud hosts. It's got to be somebody in between there. Oh, yeah. We're missing one. We're missing two, actually. We're missing two that you will know right away. Both of them were stars. Not stars, but were like co-stars or supporting roles in other very famous, huge TV shows at some point. So Richard Dawson, mm-hmm. Ray Combs, okay. Louis Anderson, we got those three. Yes, we The did. next guy <laughs> was in a show with, he played a guy on a TV show within the TV show, and the TV show in the TV show was about tools. Tim Taylor. building things. Tim Taylor. Tim... That's Tim the show, Allen. yes. Who, not, it's not Tim Allen. Oh, it's, his It's the guy buddy. who wore the flannel. W- yeah. w- Wilson. No. Oh, the other flan- flannel. Oh, okay. Um, the guy Al. on the actual Al. show. Yes. Do you I, know his name? I don't remember his I would not. I know his name, but I never would have pulled this. I don't remember his As being name. a host of film. Richard Karn. Okay. And, do you, and there's another similar, same kind of time frame um, actor. He's been in a bunch of stuff, but he'll always be known as this one leader of this catalog company in a very famous sitcom mm. oh, that the the current vice president. Yeah, Elaine's boss, or, I'm right? Sorry, yes, there yeah, you go. Yeah. Um, Good luck getting his name. I don't even remember his name in the show. Peterman. Peterman. Jay Peterman. Jay Peterman. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know his, his name. His name is John O'Hurley. Yeah, I would have never gotten that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I remember Richard Carn being a host. I do not remember Louis I Anderson, and I do not remember Jay Peterman. I remember all of them now that I've seen the list. Mm-hmm. That I can, I can, I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. I, so we left out two, but that's pretty good. Now, speaking of Tim Allen, I have a Tim Allen yes. story. Tim Allen is originally okay. from Michigan. Yes, that is correct. And his real name is Tim Dick. His name is Tim Allen Dick. Yep, and when he in prison, I think that was the story. He spent some time yeah, in jail so. before he was famous. Okay, and all my all my life, I have as a young person, I would go to, I would be, let's just say, I went to car shows growing up. Lots of car <laughs> shows. Okay, and 
sometimes racist. Like I, I you may, sometimes you were racist. <laughs> that is not at all Wait, what I said. Well, you made you made that. Sometimes I went to car shows seem much more ominous or like foreboding. Um. I, let's then just, it should have been. I wasn't old enough to make my own decisions at that point. But, you know, I went oh. I went where my... Hey, there's nothing going wrong with looking at some cars, you know? Yeah. Fancy I, cars. I went... Nice cars. All the time. All uh, the time. Too much, you're saying. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I do know better a lot a about cars, show. though. Way better than a boat show. And I could tell you lots about a 1938 Packard, for instance. But... Cool. I went to some races, R-A-C-E-S, in there as okay. well. Been to the Indy 500. Was it like in the pit oh, wow. area? That's yeah. a real race. Okay, that's yeah. a real race. But this this is a race in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Very pretty small. And Tim Allen races. He, he I think he races. Uh, was it a Studebaker or a Corvair? I couldn't. Rem- I can't remember. But he has a race car, and he actually mm-hmm. does the racing. Now I don't he know. Drives it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he does anymore. But I didn't know that. And he he races as Tim Dick, not Tim Allen. Oh, I didn't know that. And I knew that he drove. He liked to drive cars, like race cars. Yeah, and my, there's a lot of actors that like to do that. Well, I had no idea. I was probably 13, and my dad said that's Tim Allen, and I said, hmm. "Well, it says Tim Dick." He said, "No, it's Tim." Did Allen. you say when he said that? Did you go, "Oh, <laughs> huh? <laughs> <laughs> what?" <laughs> no, but then um, we went over to Tim Allen's. I was 13, so I was pretty excited to the area after his little RV where his car is and stuff and got his autograph. Mm-hmm. He was very nice. Wow, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have any idea that his name was Tim Dick and I didn't know that he raced cars. So there was an event that I actually enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> See, so going to car shows wasn't so bad. Not always, no. I did that a lot when I was a kid too. My dad took me to a lot of those. I met Jackie Stewart. He was the most famous race car driver oh, yeah. that I ever yeah. met, which is pretty famous as far as race car like formula one drivers go yeah i actually even know who he is no oh, cool okay we got two questions left in what this quiz oh, a quiz oh sorry go ahead so why don't you just read the last two okay um wait a minute i gotta get it unpause it match a prize solve a puzzle and pay attention uh oh is that is that concentration? Yes. That's what I'm going to go with because of pay attention. Yeah. Is concentration like the game, uh, the board game where you turn over a card, turn over another card, and then try to match them? Yes. Yeah. I memory? know that is memory, memory, but yeah, yeah. it's con- concentration I've heard it called too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess it's a show about that. I don't really, I remember that sort of vaguely, but I don't remember anything else about that show. Now, here's what I want to say. I think... Well, it's about time we get to it. And I think that <laughs> Alex Trebek was the host of Concentration. Really? Okay, this I have to look up. And if I'm right, I don't know. That's a good pull. Yeah. Concentration game... There goes... Oh, no. You don't, don't, don't hit I'm feeling lucky when you type in Concentration. <laughs> okay, I won't. There goes the clickety-clack keyboard. Yes. Hosted by Alex Trebek. Boom! Eat it, Fuse. Very good. Yes. I, I agreed with you. I thought you were right. Oh, I thought you said you didn't know. No, I said I didn't know for sure, but oh. yeah, I agree. Okay, never mind. Don't like, eat that it. sounds about right. Don't eat it, Fuse. Just boom. <laughs> okay. 
All right. All right. This is the longest quiz we've ever taken in our lives. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, are we on the last one? Yes. You want to go out? Question mark. Okay. We'll give you three potential choices. Ask away. This one, I like this show. Dating game. Yes. Absolutely. That one's from the 70s, I believe. Uh, yeah, I think it ran it into the 80s, too. Is that might be another one where they tried to bring it back, but that... Oh, um, I definitely think they brought it back. Mm-hmm. There have been some pretty big celebrities that have been on that game. Oh, yeah, before they were famous? Yeah. Yeah, those are, those are some good, like... 70s and 80s game shows are good for catching actors who were kind of like past their acting prime, and, you know, they were like, they're big enough name to get to be on some game show, but they're not big enough of a name anymore that you couldn't get them on the game show. Right. And then also the it meets with the brand new person starting out who's like been acting in commercials and then they want to bump it up to like actual, you know, movies and TV roles. And they may have guest starred on Chips, you know, mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. And now you put them on the dating game or something like that. And But nobody knows who they are. It's not a household name yet. And so, yeah, there's a ton of people... Yeah. You could probably, there's probably some Google, like not Google, there's probably some YouTube, um, multiple, you know, videos out there of stars before they were famous in game shows. Oh, yeah. And the dating game has a few. I know that. Yeah. Speaking of which, that's probably pretty interesting. And I'm going to go look at it right now. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think we got all 16 right. Yes, we got every one of these right, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. I think you, you had to help me with, um, one or two of them. Nah, we got them all. That's yes, we hey, did. this is this was a team effort. We weren't competing against each other on this one. This we we and we did it. And you knew Alex Trebek was the host of Concentration, and I pulled a couple of those hosts out yeah, of there. So yeah. hey, we're good. Uh, I really liked Concentration. Game shows. I like that show. I don't know if I've ever actually seen the actual show. I liked it. It sounds familiar. I was hoping the Card Shark was going to be in there, but Card Shark wasn't. Oh in yeah, there. hosted by Wink Martindale. Really? No. Hosted by the dude that hosted Sale of the Century. Sale of the Century, I was going to say, yeah. Same guy. But I, the unknown. I wonder if Wink hosted it first. Let's, let's look it up and find out. Because uh, Wink hosted Tic-Tac-Toe, host. but that is not the only thing Wink hosted. Uh-uh. Card Sharks, let's see. Wow, they they remade that in two thousand and one. They did a remake. Who who was the host then? I uh, haven't got to it yet. How do you have a Wikipedia page and the host is not? Yeah, that's weird because it's the same guy that hosted Sale of the Century. I thought that too, but I don't think it is. Then it's Wink Martindale. It's Jim Perry. Oh yeah, Jim Perry from nineteen seventy eight to eighty one. I remember that Jim Perry. Yeah, but isn't that Jim and- Perry? Isn't that the same guy that hosted Sale of the Century? It might be. I can see his face. Yes. Uh, yes. Card Sharks and Sale of the Century, Jim Perry. Yep. And Bob Eubanks was the, uh, the other host. Oh, who Bob Eubanks. also hosted... The Dating Game. I mean, um, Newlyweds. Yeah, it's New- close. Yeah, <laughs> after you go to the Dating yeah. Game, you go on the Newlyweds Newlywed Game. Newlyweds, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes, okay. Newlywed Game. Well, I think we just crushed that quiz. I think we did. We pulled information they didn't even know about. Uh-huh. We, we seem to do cool. that a lot. 
And then we seem wrong. to be wrong a fair amount, or at least I, I let me not speak for you. I'll speak for me. <laughs> Let's just both speak for tangents. Okay. And say that we did good on that quiz. Yes, we did. We did good. <laughs> we did real good. Next up on the Speaking of Tangents podcast, we talk about some first world problems. You know, I don't have to explain it. So instead, I'll take a moment to just ask how you're doing. You know, you're probably listening to this with headphones on, you're either working around the house, or you're maybe going for a run, maybe you're on the elliptical, maybe you're driving in your car somewhere. We just want to say thanks, and we hope everything's cool with you. And speaking of first word problems, I have got a doozy. Okay. It's And it's definitely a first word problem. There's no doubt about it. So let me just say that right off the bat. Because this is about golf. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. You didn't, all you had to say was this is about golf. Yeah, We exactly. would have heard that it's a first world problem. So I've been out twice so far this season. And, yet, and I'm happy, I'm so ecstatic to be golfing again, but I'm also reminded of just about how poor people's golf etiquette is. And, okay. you know, it's, it's a first world problem, but I don't necessarily know, it's not a one percenter problem, because first of all, I'm not a one percenter. Second of all, I, I don't know if, I am a member at a public club, I don't know if these private fancy clubs have this problem. So if somebody is a member, of a fancy club, private club, I'd like to know if this is just public course stuff or if this happens everywhere. Yeah, well, if it was at a private fancy club, if it didn't, if the problem wasn't addressed right away in person, you'd probably have somebody calling in over the phone to Absolutely, it probably, yeah. yeah. So, but it just drives me nuts because course. I see it every year. Now, I'm sure that if you Googled golf etiquette, you'd probably find pages and pages of stuff. Yeah, and there's like a bunch of unwritten rules in golf, is yeah, that right? Yeah, it's like baseball. See, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say, and that's kind of why I, it's, I don't have any problem with golf and baseball. They're just like lower on my list of sports I like to watch, mm-hmm. because I want to be like, if it's a rule, make it a rule. Write it down. And if it's yeah. not a rule, stop complaining about it. Yeah, well, I think, I don't even know if the, the ones that irritate me are actually rules or unwritten rules. Ah, uh, okay. But to me, it's about being uh, considerate of others. Yeah, it's about being courteous. Courteous, yeah. Yes, common courtesy, which I believe we've talked about before, is just like common sense. It's not all that common after all. Exactly. Um, but I know it might not sound like it at this particular moment, but in general, I'm pretty laid back when it comes to golf. Yeah. I don't care. I like, for instance, I don't care if, if, if you're talking when I'm going to hit the ball, I don't care if someone walks in my putting line. Well, if it's accidental, I don't care. If they're doing it on purpose, then I care. You know what's going to happen this if we actually play a round of golf at Jingle oh, Fest uh, yeah. at the event. I'm sure this will happen. I'm going to be like, I'm going to be like taunting you, <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, look, look at that. Oh, hey, hey, I'm going to be doing like, you know, they see these guys like on the sidelines, the bench players in NBA games, even now in college yeah. games, when guys are taking shots next to near the sidelines, they're like coaches throwing towels, you know, waving towels and stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's, and so expect that from me, because <laughs> kind of like when, I wouldn't. Go ahead. When uh, somebody hit a pop up one time, and I think it was A yeah. Rod, and or somebody was going to catch it, and A Rod was like, "Boo!" Right before. He t- yeah, come on, <laughs> to, really? Are you kidding me with that? 
Not as uh, a professional. Don't do that. Yeah. And I would only do it a couple of times just to make you laugh. I wouldn't. Yeah. But, you know, no, that stuff. Nobody should be that awful. That stuff usually doesn't bother me. Um, oh, okay. Well, then and, I'll be doing it sure to do every time. But you can hear I'm about to rant about the things that do bother me. So you can do some of that if you want. All right. Let's hear it. All right. Um, it's about pace of play for me. So there's a whole category oh, of golf okay. that's about, I love golf, but I, I don't want to be out there four or five hours when I could be done in two or three hours because some dopes in front of me are rude. <laughs> is this the nice shot mom situation? <laughs> it kind of, pro- <laughs> it probably is. I, okay. I play really fast and usually if uh, it's just myself, I mean, I like to play golf alone, but then mm. it's either me by myself or just me in the Hall of Famer. So mm-hmm. we're both very fast golfers. Yeah. Um, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give uh, a PSA. I'm just gonna list it. Okay. If I'm waiting for you on every shot at every hole, let me play through. Yes. Number one. Absolutely. Let me play through. Mm-hmm. Number two. If your ball goes on the left side of the fairway, and your partner's is on the other side. Drop him off. Make sure he's got the club. Drop him off. And then go hit your shot. Then go pick him up. Don't you hit your shot and then drive over to his shot and hit his shot. Play ready golf, people. Yeah. I've, I don't think I've ever played golf with a cart. Oh, well, I've some... i walked it. Me too, except for where I'm a member now. I get free carts with oh, my yeah. membership. Totally. So then I, I can play more holes if I use a cart. Um, cool, yeah. And of course... But yeah, absolutely, I agree with all that. I agree with everything you said so far. I usually, you know, I used to, you know, tell, say things like, well, you know, you should walk when you golf. It's much more, ex- you get more exercise, and now I'm in the ones in the cart. So, you know, take what I say <laughs> with a grain of salt. Well, I hadn't been in like 10 years, so, I mean, <laughs> me too. I'm, my, my 40-plus-year-old body, my knees might not be to take it anymore. Uh, number three. When you get to the green, now this is another cart situation. When you get, mm-hmm. or it could be a, a bag situation. Let's just say it's it counts for everything. When you get is to it the, don't do donuts in the cart on the green when the <laughs> other person's trying to putt. Oh, that is, that's probably not a written rule, but that is like an obvious rule. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> when you get up to the green, will you just check to see where the next hole is? Park your cart on that side. Oh, don't yeah. don't finish the hole and then walk to the other side where you mindlessly put the cart and then <laughs> you have to wait for you to cross the green until I get the hit. Now, isn't it obvious at most? Now, I'd say this from my limited experience. You know, like I said, I hadn't played in many years. But I always felt like it was pretty obvious from where the cart path goes where to get to the next hole. It is obvious, but people yeah. just don't care. They just park their cart where they are and then they get out and then after they hole out they realize oh now i have to walk way back i should have parked my cart and so it might not be a problem one hole but that adds up over 18 holes how how long that takes oh yeah and here's one that really drives me nuts and i don't think this is written down (laughs) number four you know that i'm waiting for you and you're going to, you're, after you hit your ball, do not have the audacity to take a mulligan right in front of me. <laughs> if you lost the ball, go take a drop there. Hit it and yeah. move on. 
This is as you're standing there waiting for them to hit, they're doing a mulligan. Oh yeah, they take they they hit a bad shot and they immediately take a new ball. They know I'm waiting for them. This happened this weekend. There was a wow. lineup at a tee at a tee box. So there was the people teeing off, there was one group behind them, and then me and the Hall of Famer. Oh, so it's doubled up behind them. Doubled man. up. The guy hits a tee shot in the water. He he takes another ball in front wow. of all those people. And of course, none of us say anything because, you know, you just want to be passive aggressive about it, apparently. Because it's Midwest nice. Yeah, but Tony would say. I'm sorry, Minnesota nice. <laughs> Tony would say, um, can you move on? Or maybe mm-hmm. not, but nice shot, mom. <laughs> yeah. I don't nice know. Shot, mom. The mulligan thing really gets to me. Yeah, I can see why. And also just, you know, fix your ball marks and divot marks, rake the bunkers. Yeah. Okay, now that the, seems like that seems like that's not an unwritten rule. That seems like it's an That's a written, written that's a written rule, but the amount on of the people, scorecard every yes. time I every time I've ever seen it rule. And that is just people just don't do it. Yeah. That's it's just inconsiderate like you said. People right. don't have common courtesy. Now, this is the last one because I know not everybody likes golf. And no not everybody even understands golf and they're like what are you talking about? But this one I think you can you could probably relate to. With all the rest of them, I haven't made any specific claims that, you know, that a certain gender seems to be more guilty of these things than the other. I haven't made that claim out loud. Um, Okay. But with this one, I can say with confidence that I've never seen a woman do this. Um, (laughs) Okay. Gentlemen, can you please hold it until you get back to the clubhouse or use a porta potty? No, in, like mean, out in the on the in the woods, like in the rough on the side of the course. Yes, I mean, come no. on, look around you. If you can see me, ah, uh, there's a pretty good chance I can see you. <laughs> yeah, and I know I see you, buddy. I know you're not looking for your golf ball. You just went into the woods without a club. Stop it. Use the porta potty. Have you seen those commercials? Now, I've only seen these on TV, like the infomercials where they advertise the club that's a fake club that's hollow. And no. You urinate into it. No. Uh-uh. Yes. That's the thing. I've seen that. I've seen that an infomercial on TV before, I think. That is like the yeah. astronaut's diaper. Yeah, pretty much. I, I agree with everything you've said, and I will the only addendum I have to add is if you've never seen Ladies do that before. You're not hanging around with the right ladies. I've seen ladies do that, but not on a golf course. Not on the golf course. Okay. Yeah, and and uh, it's because those are the fun ladies. Usually. Yeah, I've seen them do that, but not golfing. Okay. Those are the ones who might be puking in the Waffle House parking lot exactly. while their friend is sitting inside eating waffles at three a.m. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, the sometimes. I, I think the gentlemen don't think there's anybody else around them, but are sometimes, these like old guys? Are these like you know? I've seen old guys age? do it. I've seen people your age do it. Um, well, old and so yeah, and sometimes they know I'm behind them, and they just go off into the woods, and it's like, are you kidding me with this? Um, so anyway, that that's on my mind. Uh, hashtag. You know, cranky KJ. I don't know. It's just come on, people. Have some respect. I think all that have some consideration. It's totally, yeah, totally, be totally reasonable. Absolutely, totally reasonable. All that. And um, do you have any uh, first world of, problems this week? 
Oh, funny you should ask. I do have one particular personal problem that came up in between segments that we were recording today, actually. Oh, yeah? What happened? We took a break, and I heard something rattling around in part of my house, so I went over there, and it was like in the coming out of the laundry room, and I was like, what's going on? And so I go outside to, to check where the dryer vent, you know, hey, if it's on the second floor, so it's, you know, about 10 feet up in the air, mm-hmm. but where the dryer is vented to the outside of the house. Yes. And I look up, and there's birds taking, like, sticks and leaves into the dryer oh, vent. Oh, they're making a nest. Because it had gotten propped open, and they're making a nest in there. And so I go get the broom. And I'm going to try to close it down once I saw him fly out. There's two of them. I saw him fly out. And so I'm trying to close it down where the flap, they've propped the flap open. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm trying to shut down this, you know, new home, you know, construction inside of my house. Because what I don't want to happen is run the dryer and sticks and leaves and stuff there catch on fire and burn the house down. I mean, that's yeah. obviously the, the worst case scenario. And I don't want to kill a bunch of birds either if I can just run them off. Mm-hmm. And so I'm up there with a broom. And the first time I hit the thing, all of a sudden I hear, and I see a look up and there's like three birds flying at my head, like full (laughs) speed. And so I like whipped around with the broom and like tried to like shoo them away. And so I'm in a fight with these birds that are like dive bombing me and they never (laughs) hit me, but it, I was like, nope, I got to call somebody to handle this. Were were you able to recognize the type of bird by their song? No, because they weren't singing. They were screaming at me. They, <laughs> they must have been Blue Jays, happy. aggressive Blue Jays. <laughs> yeah. No, if it was Blue Jays, I'd have been dead. I would have been no man to tell this story. <laughs> I would have been mean. so scared. This is why I hate that movie, Birds, the Hitchcock yes. movie. Yes. It was, well, I'm, I'm not going to exaggerate. It wasn't that bad. But it was three birds trying to fly at my head and trying to peck me in the face. You know, they're trying to get claw, claw my eyes out, basically. Peck my eyes out. Um, so you're going to call somebody. Yes. To come in. Yes. First world problems. I got, I'm fighting birds and I got to call a professional. That's a first world problem right there. Definitely. We had a bird making a nest right, like you, not even on the gutter of our house, underneath like the eaves. Like you wouldn't. Yes. On top, not the eaves, on top of the window lining. Mm-hmm. There's hardly any room there. And they made this huge nest. And. Yeah, they're crafty. We finally decided that the, the bird was dive bombing our window all the time, that we had to move that nest. And I went out with a broom, and the Hall of Famer went out, and we felt really bad, but we took care of the nest. I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping that the birds just made a new one. Yeah, there of were no, there was they, no, we wanted to get died, rid of it. No, we wanted to get rid of it before there was any hatching, and we yes. did. We did. And we have is, our barn is, I mean, on our property, birdies. Just go yeah, in the there's barn. There's a whole place for it. Yeah, there's a ton of trees in my backyard. Put yeah. a, yeah. put a, you know, this is a case where you want them to go in the trees on the side of the golf course. Yes, yes, not that is in the, the house. Case. Yeah, I'm actually going to call somebody to come out and look at it because there's probably the the vent from the dryer room to the from the laundry room to the outside of the house is probably six seven feet, and so I want to get somebody out here who's used to dealing with this kind of stuff to make sure it's clear before we, you know, run that dryer again for a long period of time, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably smart. We didn't have to deal with any of that. But I was going to say, just like every, you know, species, Mm -hmm. they want what they can't have. Well, yeah, of course. Or what they shouldn't have. Yes. Mm -hmm. Stupid birds. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, it's me again. 
We've already covered our sponsors, us and you listening for this week. And we've asked how you have been. And we're not sure if you know, but we really can't hear when you just say things out loud or think them in your head. I mean, maybe I can, but I don't want to freak you out by telling you that I can. So instead of admitting that to you, I'll just say you can reach us on Twitter at SpeakTangents, via email at speakingoftangentspodcast at gmail.com, or check out our website, speakingoftangents.com, for relevant links and information. And by the way, that's pretty funny what you were thinking just now. I never would have expected that coming from you. Anyway, on to some feedback. So do we have any feedback this week? Oh, yes, we do have feedback this week. Uh, Let's start with John Miller at JKM563. This is Twitter. Mm -hmm. He tweeted us um, about, you remember Brad Weiss's song about another man's junk? Oh, yes. Yeah. uh He said, great song bringing the two pods together at one Brad Weiss, which is Brad Mm -hmm. Weiss's Twitter handle. Sounded like an 80s sitcom music. Excellent. (laughs) (laughs) Along the same line of Another Man's Junk, Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Frank Smith emailed us, and he said, with a song about, quote, Another Man's Junk, quote, unquote, and all the talk about, quote, sex music, unquote, would it be, quote, premature, unquote, of me to think we're headed down an interesting road? I am Mm. always as... Thoroughly confused and, quote, thanks for all the fish, quote, Frank Smith. Now. Okay. <laughs> um, That's a lot of quotes. I don't think that we're going to go down that road, that interesting road, on purpose. Again, most of it is accidental innuendo. Yes, we are accidental innuendo. There's some, there's some non-accidental, I guess yeah. most people would use the word intentional. Or purposeful. Yes. <laughs> Um, and then he yeah. says, thanks for all the fish. And I want to, is thanks for all the fish, is that from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Is that uh, what that's from? If it is, I have no idea. I've never read that. Oh, that's, I think I've read the first one, but that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, people really like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's I probably think, why I hadn't read it. Uh, probably. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that's where thanks for all the fish comes from. Um, but. Well, it does for now. Yeah. And then he wrote a follow-up email that said, I got, because Frank was one of our winners in our bracket challenge. And so he he wrote back and said, he got so involved with sex music and some other guy's junk that I completely forgot to give you my address (laughs) so I can get my prizes from the bracket contest. I'm going to leave that where it is. Yeah, we'll leave that right there. (laughs) Thank you, Frank. We appreciate that. And so then Jen Babish at JBab Sports Chick, she tweeted us, an article, um, I, I think it was from the Huffington Post. Yes, I think so. And I, I'm not exactly sure why she tweeted us, but she tweeted it, David Letterman calls Ticketmaster, quote, bloodthirsty weasels. Mm-hmm. And then... Well, you talked about Ticketmaster. Well, I didn't name... Well, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you talked about tickets from another possible other... Um, just, to, just as evil, just bloodthirsty as evil, bunch blood, of weasels. Yeah. 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 And then mm-hmm. Joe... I hope I get this name right. Joe Toriello. Toriello. Right. At Joe underscore 
T-A-U-R-I-E-L-L-O, Toriello. Mm-hmm. He said, that's the nicest thing I've ever heard anyone say about Ticketmaster. They make organized crime figures look like puppy dogs. So I agree. There is some consensus out there that Ticketmaster is evil. And yes. um, I, I guess I can't argue at all with that. Nope. Me either. Yeah. Insurance and Ticketmaster. Yes, right up Going there. Going together, you know, perfect fits mm-hmm. for each other. Now, last week we talked about the Masters a little bit, and you asked me if women were still allowed there, and I said um, they certainly could be patrons, and then you asked me about the lady who was protesting, and I said her name was Mary, I think Mary Burke? Yes, she did. And, and um, Jolene Wojcik at J-M-R-W-O-J-C-I-K gave us a clarification. She said, getting caught up with the podcast today, Martha Burke. Pretty close, KJ. Cool. And um, yeah, uh, thank, thanks, Jolene. I think it was maybe an hour later, and I think I just texted you and said, it's Martha yeah. Burke. I just remembered. Yeah. Because again- I, When I listened back to it, yeah, when I was listening to the editing, when I was making sure we had everything and putting it together to, yeah. to post, I was like, oh, wait a minute, it's Martha. Yeah, yeah. So it came to me, but too late, which is a pretty common theme in my life. The story of this podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, and then uh, Nosy in 140. Uh-huh. Uh, Louis Nosy at the Louis Nosy. Um, again, speaking of tangents in 140. Rain, fire, calm and crush, eating a watch battery, KJ spelling foods, final brackets, S-Town. Nice. And then he included a picture of a bunch of jalapenos or peños. However you say it, jalapenos, yeah. Yeah. Louis Nochi's bringing it. Yeah, Louis. Every week. I appreciate those. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Yeah. I know, they're great. I call him Louis, I mean. Speaking of S-Town. Yes. I recommended S-Town last week, and I pretty much begged you to listen to episode one. But much much like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, you probably won't, because many people are saying they like it. Is Is that accurate? That's probably. Okay. Is what I'll say. Probably. Yes. So Mark V at home at Mark V at mm-hmm. home tweeted us. He said, I like the S town podcast, but I like speaking at tangents better. Hey, I can appreciate I that. I can too. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mark. And then Todd Takei tweeted at tooth Takei. One and two were good. Three was decent. I'm hoping seven can redeem the fizzled story, but not so far. <laughs> so, Todd, not is, a big fan. Is he talking fan. about... Oh, I thought he was talking about the Fast and Furious movie franchise there for a minute. <laughs> well, maybe, because it is seven that's coming out, right? It's eight. Oh, it's eight. I saw, I saw number one, and that was it. You need to see the rest of them. No, why do Five, I... Five, six, and seven are good. Really? They're, they're still good. good? They're actually good. They re- they're so much better. They realize what they had and that half of it is joke and it's like it's turned into like superhero comic book movies almost. The crazy stuff they do. And it's like they're up one up in themselves every single every single time a new one comes out. It's they're good. Well, the, you should watch them. The previews I actually for eight like them. Looks crazy. Oh yeah. Um, but let me just tell you if I, I will see them if you will listen to S Town. Deal. All right. For every Fast and Furious, for oh, let me say it this way: for every S Town episode I listen to, you have to watch a, fair, a Fast and Furious movie. Okay, but I've already seen one. 
So I'm not okay, going to. Okay, so repeat. I have to listen to episode one. Okay, yeah. and then after that, we go. You know, every episode I listen to, you watch a movie, or every Fast and Furious movie you watch, I'll listen to an episode. You know that, but I maybe shouldn't have made that because I'm spending more time because each episode is only 55 <laughs> minutes. And Fast and Furious. And I will be is honest more. with you. Two is not a very good movie. Two, I maybe have seen two. I, I saw one two and the, two or one. Okay. One, I, is, one is okay. One is a decent, you know, car racing kind of movie. I liked one. Um, speaking of car shows. Yeah, mm-hmm. one. If you liked one, you'll like five, six, and seven because they are, they up it from there. Two is, Vin Diesel's not in two. Um, they like changed the tone. Um, two is like almost like one didn't exist. Um, the only good thing about two is Tyrese shows up in two. That's where he gets introduced. Oh, okay. Maybe I haven't seen two then. Two is almost like the DVD, straight to DVD sequel kind of quality, but it actually came out in theaters. Okay. And then three is a completely different movie, which people either love it or hate it, because three is Tokyo Drift, which um, I don't know how much deep you want to get into the timeline of Fast and Furious, but even though it's the third movie that came out, it's really the sixth movie in the series chronologically as not chronologically, but as far as the timeline, the oh. events of three don't happen until after the events of the sixth movie that came out. Oh, so they're doing a prequel sequel. Yes. Okay. Three is a, three is a postquel. Okay. Not a what sequel. No, because <laughs> it doesn't follow up directly. Okay, so you have right. one, the, the events of one and two, then you have the third movie, but that doesn't happen yet. So you have the events of one and two, then four, five, six, three, seven. So do you know that going into three that this is not events that have not occurred yet? No, you don't know it until movie five. Well, then now you've spoiled it. No, it's not. It's not that big of a deal. Oh, okay. Because the crazy thing is, in five, characters that don't make it out of three show up in five. Six and se- five, six, five and six. Oh, okay. So it's all right. Um, you need to watch them in order, though. So watch, so watch two. Fa- You've already seen the first one. Then watch Too Fast, Too, too Furious. Then watch Tokyo Drift. Which, if you can get through Too Fast, Too Furious, and Tokyo Drift, and not completely say I'm I'm out, I'm never watching another movie again. Then the then you're gonna love four, five, six, and seven. Especially five, six, five, six, seven is when it like ramps it up. So here is another, you know, feedback brought to you by recommendations. There you go. <laughs> um, we don't need a recommendation segment anymore. We just do it throughout the entire podcast. Yeah. Um, I highly recommend five, six, and seven, though. But it helps if you've seen one, two, and three, and four, particularly four, before you get into five, six, and seven, because it you see, oh, this person's from that. Oh, I, oh, wait, wait a minute, that person's back. What that? Five is like almost like the Ocean's Eleven of car action movies. Well, you don't have to convince me to go in order. I don't. I am not one that likes to go out of order. That's cool. what why it took so long to finish Sopranos. Oh yeah, that's true. But just I'm just telling you straight up front, two is my least favorite, and three is probably my second least favorite. Okay, so you're saying if I can get to through two and three, yeah, I'm on the home stretch. Oh yeah. Okay. There's only one good thing that happens in three to me, and there's really, and there's actually only one good thing that happens in two to me, and that's that you get introduced to two characters that continue on in the series. Okay. And are cool later in the series. Okay. 
I actually might. I haven't been to the movie theater in forever. I might actually try to go see the eight at, in the movie theater next week because it comes out this weekend. Yeah. It's actually, actually, actually probably showing right now. I think it came out like on Wednesday or Thursday night. Um, so it's, it's available by the time you hear this podcast for sure. And I, I might actually go to the theater to see this thing. You do like this um, series. It's great. It's it's not. It's I'm not being like ironic about. Oh, I like those. They're great. They are really great. Now they are not. You know, going to win an Oscar. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be nominated for anything. They're they are fun action movies. They are the epitome of fun, goofy action, ridiculous, over the top popcorn movies. Well, I had no problem with one. I liked one. I just never got around to watching the rest of them. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't watch them when they came out. See, I didn't care. I, I didn't see any of them until I saw four, and I saw four like whenever that came out, like ten years ago, whatever it was, eight years ago. Uh, and then I went, oh, let me go back and watch. And I liked one, and then two and three are terrible to me. Two is hard to sit through. Okay, but uh-huh. still, but still, there's there's fun things that happen, and there's still goofy stuff. But it's worth it to get to five, six, and seven. They really understood what they are and went for it. And it's almost like they're winking at you as they're making the movie. Is that that makes sense? They realize they're self-aware when they get to five, six, and seven of what these things really are and what makes it work, and they just keep pushing it. So you're saying there's some Easter eggs hidden in these movies? <laughs> Sorta. Okay. Um, back to S Town. Okay. So Todd said he, you know, he thinks it's it was good at the beginning, but it's fizzling away. Um, hmm. Robert. Berg at R3T2 says he agrees with Todd. He did like the whole story, he said, but once the protagonist, well, you know what happens. It loses some steam. Yes, I do know what happens. Yeah. Um, and then Jen Babish, so, she said she thought it was great. She really liked it. Adam Benson at Benson underscore the comic said he has yet to try it. He worries that it will consume his days or let him down. <laughs> That's... I think a lot of people approach stuff like yeah. that they've heard, oh, this is great, and it's more than, you know, several hours of material like yeah. Fast and Furious movies. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. like, this is going to, I'm either going to be disappointed because people have hyped it up, or I'm going to be so into this that it's going to suck all my time for the next week and a half. Yeah. And so, yeah. Sean Morrissey at Sean underscore Morrissey said, flying through S Town podcast. Thanks at Buffalo Alice. Cool. And then Mike Todd at Mike Todd 614 said outstanding podcast and I, I think he was referring to our podcast but he might have been talking about s-town i'm not sure we'll, we'll say it's both yeah so um you know again i recommend s-town i'm still not done with it though so i can't i can't talk about it fizzling yet i still like it all right and i recommend fast and furious movies got it um and it definitely almost fizzles in two and three and they almost didn't make another one and then then it ramps way up from there. Five, six, and seven. Oh, yes. I'm just going to wait until you see eight, and then we'll, <laughs> we'll go from there. I've heard it's very similar to five, six, and seven. So, okay. I mean, come on. The Rock is in five, six, and seven, and eight, I'm assuming. I love The Rock. You, if, he is the most rockiest rock he has ever been <laughs> in the history of The Rock in five, six, and seven Fast and Furious movies. Okay, uh, have you seen Ballers? No, I haven't, but I, that's one I'm actually interested in checking out on my now. 
I pay for it every month. Started out as a free HBO subscription. Yeah. Have you seen that? Oh, yeah. We love ballers. Okay, so is it worth what? Oh, good. You have never seen The Rock's entrance when he makes his first time on screen in five is ridiculous. Okay. And incredible. And the end of six, or that's the end of five. The end of five is probably the best move, moment in the whole series. What happens at the end when they're on the bridge and the rock <laughs> finally catches up to them. And then he does, there's a part in seven where he has broken his arm and he says, daddy's got to go to work. He gets out of the hospital bed and he flexes his arm and his muscle and the cast shatters and breaks off his arm so he can go out and shoot a guy with a giant minigun that he ripped off a flying drone. <laughs> if that doesn't sound awesome to you, I don't want to talk to you about movies anymore. <laughs> It it doesn't sound unawesome. Yes, there you go. And uh, that is zero exaggeration in that complete what that little synopsis right there. I, All that happens within about fifteen minutes. I I I'm getting from you that you really enjoy these. Oh, it's so ridiculous. Yeah, so, so ridiculous. Uh, but it's the perfect kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I'm gonna watch them. I don't know if I'll watch them all, but you've got to listen to S Town. I absolutely will now. All right. Okay. I will I will listen to S Town just so you have to watch the Fast and Furious movies because they're that good for you. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> You're okay. helping me out. Thank you for helping yes, me. I'm doing you a favor. Yeah. Um so this is the this one is from Joe Arrow at Joey the Jammer. Mm-hmm. Currently undefeated in Major League Baseball, one Baltimore Oreos. Not the Oreos. Let me repeat. <laughs> Although that would be pretty good. Baltimore Orioles and number two, Minnesota Twins. That's it. Mm. That's the list. Well, the Twins promptly lost that evening when he he, um, tweeted that. So uh, they are no Uh, longer undefeated. Um, But it seemed like they're doing pretty good then, though. Yeah, they've had a decent start. Last year they started 0-9, so they're definitely better than last year. (laughs) Wow. What's their record currently? Currently, they are... Three and two, I believe. Hey, that's better than 0 and 9. Yeah, definitely. And then... Or 9 and 20. Earlier I mentioned that Bob at A-D-I-D-I-A-H, Adadaya, Adadaya? Yes. He wrote mm-hmm. us a nice long email. Um, well, one thing that he wrote here, he said, One last tangent, which I thought of because of the Orioles stuff that Joe Arrow posts on Facebook, and my excitement over, KJ, my excitement over opening day. So mm-hmm. listen up, baseball fans, but really listen up, Oriole fans. Oriole, not Oreos. Here, Did you say Oreos? Oreo, Oreo, Oreo fans or Oriole fans can oh, listen up, too. I was too. getting hungry there for yeah. a minute. Okay. So here, it's a little story. This is from Bob. 16 years ago or so, my son got a chance to throw out the first, first pitch at a charity baseball game between an ESPN team and an, a team of MLB All-Stars. Now, while I'm an enormous baseball fan, I'm not the gotta go get everyone's autograph type. But I could not. I can roll con- with that. Yeah, me too. But I could not contain my excitement when I discovered that the All Stars were being managed by Brooks Robinson. Wow. The woman related to me by by marriage, who t- who barely tolerates my love of the game, could only ask, "Who is Brooks Robinson?" I explained that he was only the best defense defensive third baseman of all time, but she wasn't impressed. When the day came, my wife and I and our three daughters stood on the third baseline and watched my son throw the pitch, and as he walked off the mound toward us, Brooks came out of the dugout. I'm going to need your help here, Jason, okay? 
Okay. He shook my son's hand and then mine. Then he surveyed my daughter's and asked in a slow drawl, How did you girls get to be so purty? Then he looked up at my wife, and in that way that southern gentlemen seem to have, observed, They must take after their mama. Connie may not be a baseball fan, but I suspect I know who is her favorite player. There you go, yeah. see? Yeah. So that's a great story. That's Brooks that's awesome Robinson story. is... I don't know if yes. he's what he's right up there if he's not the only if he's not the best defensive third baseman. He played uh, his entire that, yes. career for the Orioles, I think. Twenty some years. You don't see wow. that anymore. No, in any sport. Right. Yeah. So thanks, Bob, That's for a very sharing cool story. that. Yes, thank you. Now, do you have any Amazon reviews for us? Yes, we go from that to <laughs> yeah. the ridiculous. <laughs> um I thought since we talked about snooze and snooze, but do you hit the snooze button and alarm clocks and all that yeah, business yep. uh, last week that I would search Amazon for alarm clocks and just oh, pick one idea. of the first results that came up? Because mm-hmm. um, you would think, hey, alarm clocks, those really wouldn't have, you know, outlandish, ridiculous reviews. Right. You but they do. You wouldn't think so. No. Okay. They you wouldn't do. think. But it's Amazon. We know by now everything has ridiculous reviews if you look far enough. Yeah, we do know that. The product that we want to talk about today is the Zpot. It's Z H P U A T is the brand name. The title alone is pretty funny. Uh, morning clock, low light sensor technology, light on backlight. When detect low light, soft light that won't disturb the sleep. Progressively louder, wakey alarm wake you up. Softly dot color white. That is the title. Of this item in Amazon, <laughs> the descri- not the description. That's the name of this thing. Okay, well, that's a that. Could, what is going to be next? If that's just the title, <laughs> yes, it's left me well, speechless. Well, the first review, one star, disappointed because I thought it was big and electric. <laughs> and we'll keep on moving. Yep. The second review, uh, five stars. This would be fantastic for use as a travel alarm clock. The batteries in this will last a hell of a lot longer than the charge on your cell phone. And it's got to be less complicated for anyone over the age of 10. Also, with this, you'd get to actually hit a snooze button. Pretty hard, too, I'll warrant. Can't do that with your new iPhone or Samsung Note now, can you? This person likes to bang the... Well, let me rephrase. This person likes to (laughs) hit the alarm clock very hard. Yes. Okay. Yes, and he's obviously older than 10. Yeah. And um, I, I, t- I said last week that I use my phone, my cell phone yeah. as my alarm. Apparently, he's against that completely. Well, I use mine as well, but he seems like he might have some deeper aggress- aggression issues. Yeah, there's something else going on here. Okay. This one I thought was funny because we talked about this recently, and someone, this next review, that someone um, had tweeted, uh, I think it was Jen, that a Trivia question at Trivia recently was yes. who what what's what movie was the was Tubular Bells the theme song for I believe mm-hmm. yeah was the question yep. which is you know The Exorcist, Exorcist. Mike Oldfield yeah oh um, yeah which we had recently talked about what a couple weeks ago which, something like which that? is the only reason I knew the answer yes <laughs> okay <laughs> one line in this review is not a month and a half after ordering the product it went berserk in the middle of an alarm and I had to rip out the batteries. This noise was straight from The Exorcist, I kid you not. <laughs> Which, 
I don't I don't think of noises from the exorcist. When I think of the exorcist sound wise, I think of tubular bells. Mm-hmm. I don't think of right. you know, or you hear pea soup or you know, going down her walking down the stairs backwards or all that kind of stuff. Um right. it's more of the imagery to me. Yeah, you, know, you think of tubular bells when you yeah. hear it when you're talking about any audio from that, any musical Absolutely. audio but, from yeah. But apparently maybe it played the Maybe they played tubular bells and she was just like, it's freaking me out because it's the extra. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> the next review, uh, one star. You can barely see the clock when it's on. It runs out of batteries quickly. It literally can't even do its one job well. Tell time. <laughs> so, I mean, the there was many reviews about this clock saying that it couldn't tell time. It would speed up or slow down. And it can't do its one job. We, we always like yeah. reviews about that. Absolutely. Uh, next one star again, doesn't keep time accurately. It's a clock. It had one job. <laughs> I had to reset it every week to account for the two minute drift. Two minute so, drift. I, my question. Yeah. My question about this, you had to reset it every week after the first or couple of weeks after the, after the second time this happened, I'm not using this as a clock anymore. Right. It costs $11. I'm getting rid of it and getting a reliable clock. If I have to reset it every single week by two minutes. Yeah, I, but you know, you want, if you're spending money on it, you want to give it a good try. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Twice. It's a clock. Okay, twice. That's, it's its one job. It doesn't even get three chances with you? No, two three strikes, strikes and you're, and you're out. out. Okay. All right. No. It's a clock. It costs $11. Uh-huh. If it was, you know, $1,000 right. or even $100 or even $50. And it had other functions that worked. <laughs> What's the primary job of a clock to keep the correct time? Yeah. After a couple of weeks, I'm not going to, I'm because because what what are you doing in order to reset the time? You're checking another clock in order to yeah. set this clock. That's ridiculous. So you're is it a battery <laughs> issue or it's the clock? Is that what you're saying? That after the second time you've determined it's not a battery, it's not like a draining of the battery that's the problem. It's no, because you would think the batteries aren't going to drain in two weeks. Exactly. I would hope not. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah you, okay. One chance, one time, as you know, could be a mistake. Second time, nah. Okay. You know, fool me once, shame on you. You know, fool me twice, won't get fooled again, obviously. Yeah, That's it, what I live by. Obviously. Um, the next one, one star. The idea was good, but the product is poor. <laughs> well, that <laughs> could be said about think, everything. <laughs> yes. Which made me think the idea is good. Do they mean the idea of keeping time in general is good, but this clock was poor? I mean, what? You could That's go way point. far afield on this. The idea. I like the, I like the idea of us keeping track of time um, and time as a concept. I, I, I'm into that. But this product, this implementation of it was pretty poor. Yeah. Anyway, um, the next two reviews are, I thought were funny that these were not together, like back to back. These were separated by pages and, and months according to when they were posted. Mm-hmm. Both of them rated it one star, and both had a line in there that said, remember the scene in the movie Groundhog's Day when Bill Murray is smashing the alarm clock? That was me. <laughs> wow. And both of them said Groundhog's Oh, both Day. of them said Groundhog's. Yes, I read it like that on purpose, which, you yep, know, yep. my thing with Walmarts and other yes. like things where you, Panera's Breads. Panera's Breads, breads you, Panera's Breads. Yeah, the unnecessary S. Yes. So both of them said Groundhog's Day. It's Groundhog Day. Yep, it's Groundhog Am I Day. Not right? Am I right? Yeah, yeah, come on. You know, speaking of Walmarts, I've never heard anybody say, I'm going to Target's. 
Oh, I have. Oh, I've heard that recently, have? like within Targets? a month. Oh, yeah. I think it's a Southern thing to yeah. try to add S's to stuff. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, because yeah. I don't hear that up here. Uh, next one. One star. Okay. The alarm clock works great if you don't touch it or move it. <laughs> Which, I mean, okay. Okay, yeah. Why, why don't you buy a pet rock if that's what yeah. you're interested in? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, the next one, one star. We received this clock on Thursday evening, hoping it would help our four-year-old keep track of our morning routine. Oh, no. Which my question as a parent is, yeah, who uses an alarm clock for a four-year-old? <laughs> Gotta Nobody break, that I've never ever heard gotta of. Gotta break them in real soon. You're really early. Are you kidding me? Uh, I that's strange. Most people with a parents of a four year olds are like, okay, he slept the entire day. We should probably go check on him. Not we got to get him up at six a.m. Or they're doing ice cube visit. <laughs> there you go. No, I mean, and you were older than four. Ab- I'm assuming absolutely, when she started. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody is trying to wake up a four-year-old. You're trying to get the four-year-old to sleep. You're giving them, a lot of times, Benadryl for their cold in order to get them to go to sleep and sleep longer. Now, I don't recommend doing that. I don't do that with my kids, but I know people who have done that. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, so, again, who are these people on Amazon? Who are these people? Yes. Here's another one-star review. It's a nice clock, but it does not work. (laughs) Which, yeah, that's the old, I feel like I need to say something nice in order to break in the the bad news coming up Mm -hmm. situation. Yeah. It's a nice clock, but it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Uh, Come on. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why those people take the time to leave a review, to be honest. I just don't get that. Or just say it it, doesn't work. Yeah. Don't sugarcoat it, baby. Yeah. Your hair looks really nice today. By the way, you're fired. Yeah. It's that kind of thing. Like, you want to sandwich the yep. the complaint in between two compliments. Exactly. Um, here's another one-star review. Um, woke up this a.m. and it was making a funny noise. It's an alarm clock. Yeah, what kind of noise? It's supposed yeah. to. You need to be more specific than that. <laughs> Isn't it supposed to wake you up in the morning? <laughs> making a funny noise? <laughs> Uh, Another one star. Absolutely do not buy this product. It does not work well at all. However, if you like disappointment, then go for it. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm glad that they, you know, considered everybody. You know, there may be some people out there that like disappointment. Yeah, they understand that, you know, people have different interests. Yeah. So if you like disappointment, this is the product for you. This clock is for you. (laughs) Yes. Uh, And speaking of disappointment, another one star review. I was very disappointed it did not light up. I ordered another one, insisting that it worked. <laughs> Which I'm like, what? Do you think it's like some sentient thing that is producing these clocks that is like, now, I know the last one I bought from you is terrible, and I was very disappointed, but I want another one, and I insist that you send me one that works this time. But he didn't like insist to the manufacturer. It was like I'm insisting to the clock. Right. The way that you it's got worked. me the first time, but this time I yeah. have to insist, clock. Yes. <laughs> uh, it was probably my fault that you didn't work last time because I didn't insist. I didn't let yeah. you know that you know you definitely have to work. But now this time, <laughs> the second time around, you better work. I'm insisting. 
It's your last chance. <laughs> Two strikes and you're out. Yeah. <laughs> Another one-star review, which all these are one-stars from here on out, I believe. Um, We've got a few more. This one is in all caps, the entire thing. Too complected to us, for us older users, my computer was easier to learn how to use. Complected. I think he was trying to say complicated. Yeah. Too complected. Because mm-hmm. complexion doesn't work there. No. No. Yeah. Okay. Here's one that we possibly should have thrown into the pronunciation segment. This is one star. Clock is just so overly and unnecessarily complicated to set up. That two of us have been fooling with it and it still isn't set. As my father used to say of situations like this, and I quote, just too much sugar for a dime. <laughs> Which I have never heard Repeat of that, that? Have you? Just too much sugar for a dime. No, I haven't heard that. <laughs> I can't even. I can't, yeah. I, I can't, can't even come up with a rational. Obviously, what they're trying to say is I. It's too much effort for what I'm getting out of it. Yeah. But that... Just too much sugar for a dime. To me, that would be like they're giving you too much sugar and you're paying a dime. I I think that that is just too complected to me. (laughs) It's absolutely too complected. Mm -hmm. It's too complected. Here's another one-star review. All lowercase. This is the entire review. Like the clock a lot. One star. One star. <laughs> like the clock a lot. So, okay. Well, that person's hard to please. Uh, that might be like she um, misunderstood the star rules. Like, you know, sometimes yes. they'll go, one is the best on this scale, and then five is the, they try to do that sometimes and switch the scale around. Well, how many reviews has this person left? Um, I could actually find that out. Two. <laughs> okay, so maybe that is... <laughs> Including you, the clock. Maybe you are correct on that. Uh, I'll read you the review for the other one, too. It's a, for a headboard light. It says, should have purchased this lamp years ago, five stars. So, <laughs> even yeah, more confusing. She doesn't get the... She doesn't get it. That's all there is to that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. You figured that out. Yeah. The internet detectives that we are. Yep. Here's one that I thought had an interesting line in it. This is by a top 500 reviewer listed on Amazon. Okay. Um, and it says, one of the lines in this review of this clock is, I'm famous for sleeping through alarms or for hitting the snooze button. <laughs> yeah. Famous? Yep. You're really famous for that? Uh-huh. I don't think you know what famous means. I think notorious would be maybe better. Uh, or infamous nor- even. Notorious or famous amongst my groups of, of my group of friends, maybe. You know, there you, you go. You know, Not famous. Yeah. <laughs> Please welcome the, the famous snoozer. The famous yeah. <laughs> person that sleeps through the alarm. Yes. Yeah, it's not used correctly. It's compact. It's compacted? Complected. It's compact. Complected. Yeah. Yes. It's complected. Um, watch that be a word and we're going to sound like idiots. Yeah, maybe. Well, it wouldn't be <laughs> the first time. How many stars did he, give, did he give that? Um, that was a woman, and she woman. gave it one star. Okay, one star. Because she's famous for sleeping through the alarm. So, I mean, she's got a, she, she's very tough on, you know, rigid on how well her alarm clocks work, you know. Yeah, she needs one that will really, really yeah. stir her. Yes, like the exorcist. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe she needs the exorcist alarm clock. 
We got a couple more. This one I thought was very interesting. This is a, this is one of those psychological window into the reviewers kind of thing. Okay. Yep. Um, one star. I would never have imagined myself ever saying something like, "This is the most irritating bedroom clock that has ever been produced." <laughs> I'm not going to give it the satisfaction of writing oh. a detailed review. Simply put, every time I turned over, the display would turn itself on. In a darkened room, this can be quite bright. Then it will begin to flicker off and on for a minute or so before going dark. I stayed very still for less than a minute before it came back on and off again. When it occurred to me to turn it face down on the nightstand, everything was fine. (laughs) Till I hit it very hard with an old table leg that I had in the garage. Is that line really in there? (laughs) Yes. Till I hit it. There's one more line. The table leg garage. For the price, it was not worth the trouble of returning it. And the reason I'm saying it like that is because it is in all caps every time <laughs> in this thing that it's referring to the clock. So oh, wow. this woman, I'm, um, I can't even tell what's going on here. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. Easter eggs abound. It's like, it's like the clock is, she thinks it's alive. It's another these sentient clock. She's saying, I'm not going to give it the satisfaction of writing a detailed review. But then guess what you did? You, yeah. you wrote a detailed review about how crazy you are. Uh, exactly. And why do you want, if you put it face down, how does that actually function as the clock? Because you can't see um, it and you can't snooze. You'd have to turn it over every time to press snooze, wouldn't you? Yeah. And then it went from, and then it said, she said that made everything fine. But then it immediately went to, next sentence was, I hit it very hard with an old table leg I had in the That's garage. true. Yeah. So I. That, the, I, yeah. More, again. This one is something else. Yeah. Something else. Like the gentleman in one of the first or second reviews. The aggressive, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, one more, finally, to wrap it up. One star, never woke up. So I guess that about sums it up. Is that is that <laughs> only referring to the alarm clock? I don't know, because never woke up. Um, right. How did they write this review? Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Okay. <laughs> another, con- another one that's taken out of context. Yeah. yeah. Never woke up. So... There's a, here's another review from Beyond that we're getting from Beyond the Dead. Right, like The Exorcist. Then we have one of those at one point. Yeah, like The Exorcist. Yeah. Oh, I think we probably so before, did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So before we're possessed by uh, the spirit of these, you know, sentient alarm clocks, do you have anything else that we need to cover this week? No, I think we covered enough this week. I'm covered up. Okay. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Speaking of Tangents is brought to you by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Hosted by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Created by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Edited by Jason Fuse. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. Lyrics and vocals by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Lighting by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Craft services provided by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Speaking of craft services, Recently, I had some Rocky Road ice cream. Not a big fan. It's the nuts. Get your nuts out of my ice cream. And speaking of rocks, did y'all know that the Fast and the Furious movies are awesome? Well, particularly number one, eh, maybe four, and five through seven. Graphics by Jason Fuse. 
I love snow peas. And I love you.